Hello, hello, hello. On this week's edition of Jack and Mel Sobrata MMA Show, I am, of course, joined by my brother, Mel Brown. I, as always, am Jack Aaron Stoops. Uh, we talk about Chris Weidman saying he's returning, but apparently has some injuries. We talk about Gregor Gillespie getting his bag stolen. We recap UFC Brooklyn. We discuss this week's Saints and Sinners. Talk about Mass Vidal and Till being announced for London. Talk about Gunnar Nelson being surprised by Leon Edwards booking and much, much more. If you enjoy this show, please do like, share and subscribe because it really, really helps us out. So let's get started in the show this week and we'll see you soon bye final round everybody underestimates the kick in the groin that's fucking illegal bro you're not even famous yet I'm not surprised motherfuckers Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. What's happening, player? Uh, a lot is happening, player. Uh, yeah? Why? Why is that? Just, just in general, just life? In, just in general, life. It, it, the wheels keep turning. Big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. That she does. That's <laughs> to, to, I'm just embracing Rolling. Mary. Inna Tina, Inna Inna Tina Turner. Inna Tina Turner. Inna I don't know Tina it. Turner. I don't know Inna Tina Turner. Tina Turner, what a woman! Like, well into her seventies now, I believe, which is crazy considering that her live performances, from what I've seen, are still absolutely mind-bogglingly good. I had to do a quick. She's eighty years old. She's seventy-nine. Had to do a quick check in my brain. I was like, "Is Tina Turner dead?" No, she's not. No, no, no. no. Um, I actually saw a video of her singing "Simply the Best." It was only a couple of years ago, and it blew my mind how good, like, it was just phenomenal. I was like, that is a woman in her 70s, and she Don't lose class. And never, never, and she's still got those fine, long legs. She's known for apparently having the best legs in the, I think it was the best legs in uh, showbiz at one stage, was the uh, the moniker. Really? Apparently so, yeah. Um, I saw Beyonce complimenting her on it too, and you know what, if, if it's good enough for Queen Bee. Who I hate, by the way. Yeah, I don't get it. I yeah, don't get why I don't people get this like her at all. Yeah, I, like, I just don't see it. Her music has got progressively shiter. Yeah, um, she was at her prime in Destiny's Child and worked her way backwards. Yeah, but she can dance a bit, so we worship her. Can she though, or does she just shake her her ass? So that's an odd skill which doesn't transfer over well to sort men. Of, no, yeah, like sort of half that. Sort <laughs> of why weird. aren't I that famous? Do you know the one I'm talking about though? That where you sort of pump your fists out from in front of you and shake your butt behind you. That sort of working the fire it's hoses. It's not twerking, but yeah, kind of like it's a weird, a weird dance to be famous for as well. Like you're very aggressively milking two cows. Yeah, that are like at like chest height. That's the nice way of describing it. That is the very nice way of describing it, yeah. Uh, well, similar uh, similar mass afterwards, though, to what we're uh, hinting at. Those milking parlors. It just reminds me of uh, Kingpin. Kingpin yeah. I got up nice and early, took the liberty of milking your cow. We don't have a cow. We have, we have a bull. bull. Oh. He's, got, he's got the old milk mustache yeah. going on. <laughs> I love it. To anyone that hasn't seen it, that is a brilliant film. It's Farley Brothers, isn't it? It was back when they were good. Yes, before like just the, having a quick Google search here for Tina Turner's legs. The last that specifically just her legs, just her legs. Yeah. <laughs> just for no, it's just pictures of cropped Tina Turner, yeah. the waist down. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it seemed fine. You seem fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, seven out of ten. That's that's pretty good to be fair, considering I these are legs you've never seen before you know in uh, fairness i just awarded a picture seven out of ten and she's clearly 
70. Yeah, but, that but that's my point. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. That's my point. Like, that is a 70 plus year old woman. Like, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Must have done a lot of athletics. I remember my mate's Long dad, distance running. I remember my mate's dad saying years ago about Beyonce, and I, I, it's never escaped me. I remember him saying, he's like, yeah, but one day she'll be one of those ghetto mamas that's 30 stone and does nothing but eat fried chicken. And I remember being like... Just hitting all the racial yeah, stereotypes like, that's there. that's very racist, but I kind of know what they mean, minus the fried chicken bit, and that like I could always picture her being that sort of... Um, the, the larger woman that was quite loud. Do you know what I mean? Like that... Mm, yeah. Bo- body's too bootylicious for you, baby. Do you know what I mean? What a, what a strange term. What, bootylicious? Bootylicious. Do you remember uh, when when uh, Renault launched the Megane and the yeah, advert was, was talking about the car's ass? Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, it's, that's definitely stranger than bootylicious. Although, I suppose with the car, you do put it in the boot. Well, it depends. Like, if you might, you might put it in the, uh, you might put it in the trunk. If you're American, as long as, you, as long as you don't stick it in the exhaust, you're usually fine. <laughs> yeah, that's a te- that's how I got burnt the last time. It's very, very, very hot. It didn't wait for it to cool down. No, no. horrible, horrible penis injury. We, of course, are as always brought to you by Ni Supplements. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we'll really yeah. appreciate that segue. Uh, they, they are, um, they are our uh, fine sponsors, and they, uh, I'm sure they knew full well what they were getting themselves into when they uh, when they endorsed our podcast. But don't you know, know if they have anything to help with that particular issue. But um, you never know. Ice packs, presumably. Um, I would. They do have all kinds of things to help with your recovery from injury, not necessarily <laughs> car shagging related injuries. But if you do have any kind of. Uh, any d- nutritional needs or exercising needs, uh, our friends over at NI Supplements will sort you out. They have international postage, and from using our code uh, SuperRadMMA, you can get 10% off Biotech US products. Mel and I both use Biotech US to help us with our recovery for uh, our fight preparations, which, by the way, uh, I've had a couple six, of really... Six weeks away. Six weeks away, I know. Um, we've had a couple of really good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu sessions, and... Some Muay Thai... We've been doing a lot of Muay Thai, but... We both have those leopard print shins at the do. minute. I got my first promotion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, you did? I now have a little piece of tape on my white belt, which signifies that I am a one-stripe-of-tape white belt. You're one-stripe-dangerous. One-stripe-out-of-four-dangerous. Out of four, out of four danger levels of a white belt, I'm one-quarter of the way there. You've gained enough XP points to level up. Yes, indeed. If this was Fallout, I would get to pick some perks now. Um, mm. I will go for the increased cardio. collector, increased cardio. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but joking aside, like it, it was a, it's a really nice moment because our club, uh, they take the stripes very seriously. Um, they take belts quite seriously. Um, As one should. Yes, but they, um, but Mike, our head coach, would say it himself. Um, very, you know, doesn't like handing them out. They, they're earned. So it was a real nice moment for me to, to uh, receive that. It meant a lot. And it has lit a new fire under the jacksy for secondary reasons, not just uh, because I'm going to get locked in a cage with a gentleman as well, another large gentleman. Mm. Um, but yes, six weeks. How are you feeling about it? Good. I suppose we're doing all that we can to prepare. Yeah. If you can ever be really prepared to fight another human being in a cage in front of your family and friends. Uh, yeah, it's a strange thing to know you're doing, though. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, as in... The the biggest thing that I'm I'm finding about it is like I keep thinking about how surreal it is more than like fear or 
like or or you know worry or or whatever it's just generally i keep getting this like wave of this is so odd the whole thing is just so surreal yeah it puts into perspective a lot and this is why i personally wanted to do it, it puts into perspective what these guys go through like how fucking rock solid must the mind of donald cerrone be oh. or how bulletproof is you know dc what's his mindset like well, there's a reason why yeah. they're at the top. Well, this is true. Many of those reasons are physical, but the ones that I find particularly interesting... I think it's more, more mental. Oh, 100%. Like you definitely, like, Joe Bloggs, if they really knuckle down, can get themselves into... Tidy shape. Yeah, but to have the mentality to, to get to that level and stay there, and to bounce back from setbacks and everything else which goes with it, I think, yeah. It's not for everybody, this game. No, it is not. Um, but I'm very, very much looking forward to it. And um, you know, again, like we wish good luck to everyone that is jumping aboard on our journey uh, across the globe. So, yes, it has been not the uh, busiest week in terms of MMA uh, content. But what we are going to start off with, and I feel like we kind of have to, is we're going to need to start talking about the uh, UFC. Um, I've completely forgotten where it was now. Brooklyn, the UFC Brooklyn card. By the way, walkout of the night in terms of theme tune, actually, as much as I hate to say it, and we will get on to this fight in a minute, is Paige Van Zandt, who came out to, for two new sleep till Brooklyn by Beastie Boys, which inspired. She's, play, she's playing for that, that cheap pop, that Mick Foley pop. <laughs> it's great to be here in Brooklyn. Hey, it worked. It worked. Um, first fight we want to talk about is Joanne Calderwood. Um, I have been a Juju fan for quite some time, too. I've I've been mocked about this before. Um, by me. By you and by many others. But I have been adamant that she is a good fighter and everyone that I've ever spoken to disagrees. Um, but I made the, the argument before this that, um, and I picked her on topology, uh, that uh, she is better than people think. And since she has been able to kind of get her training under wraps, uh, you know, for a long time she was between gyms and you know she was uh she's at syndicate now and training at the ufc performance center but before you know, she was in tristar for a bit but then couldn't afford to get there and back and she publicly basically was one of the first fighters to be like look i don't even earn enough to cover my camp and the ufc made a big deal when they re-signed her at, at this contract they made a big deal of telling her and telling the public look we're going to look after juju we're going to make sure that this is not an issue anymore um and the ufc pi has, has clearly helped that uh i saw a big big change um with her her um submission over uh Kalindra faria um you know she's lost to jessica andrade she lost to marnie Monroe's, which to be honest wasn't a great one um and lost to cynthia cavallo who's or calvillo sorry who's been on you know he's been, he's been on the up anyway um apart from the uh Smoking that yeah, herb. Well, it wasn't smoking. It was eating it, I believe. But um, eating that herb. Regardless of that, you know that that's a you know she's a solid fighter. Um, who's only lost to Carla Esparza. So you know then Carla Esparza is at one stage, you know, championship caliber, whether we like it or not. So, um, I put forward the argument that she is better. Um, and that she has been on an upward increase now. Ariana Lipsky, or Ariane E. Lipsky, uh, very, very much hyped coming into this. She looked great in the first round. For a bit, until she got taken down, and then looked a bit fish out of water. And showed that there were levels to this. And Joanne Calderwood, um, to me, has showed, showed progression in her game, because she's a world champion Muay Thai kickboxer. Um, so... You know, for her to, I mean, she's blue belt in BJJ, but it was her wrestling, her her offensive wrestling that really impressed me in this game, or in this, this match. Yeah, I thought she looked 
good in the ground. I thought she looked um, decidedly average. Yeah. <laughs> no, she looked great. Um, so she's called for a title shot. Or she, no, she didn't. She called for a fight with Jessica I, which I think they should do. Um, and then on the title shot for the winner. But Jessica I apparently is getting the title shot. Fuck Jessica I. Ew, that's has the potential to be horrendously one-sided with Shevchenko. Jessica I, Shevchenko. Oh, dear goodness, doesn't it? And yeah. Jen, is there a more annoying fighter than Jessica I? She's on Chris Weidman levels of delusion. Oh, sometimes. I think she's worse. She could, Yeah, she could possibly be At least worse. Weidman has wins. He's that been a you champion. Could, yeah, and, and has wins that you could go, okay, that's a championship caliber person. Yeah, there a is co- not- couple of split decision wins for I... I'm pretty sure, was her last one a split decision as well? Yes. Um, no, so split, unanimous split, and then she lost split. She lost to Betch Cohea, Cohea in 2016. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. That division's still... It's an odd division. It is an odd division. In that, like, Shevchenko is so far ahead of all of them. Like... I know you like Joanne Calderwood, but like, can you imagine what Shevchenko would do to her? Yeah, it wouldn't be. It probably wouldn't be pretty. Yeah, no. I just. I think it's more competitive than Jessica I though. I don't. I think it's about the same. No, I think that Calderwood is better than Jessica I. What are we basing that off? Um, like not- her, her two bounce back wins are over. Like. Fair enough, Lipsky was hyped, but right. she was also making her debut, so we don't know what standard because she's she at. Because she beat Faria Turno and Courtney Casey, um, you know, and yeah, granted, three, yes, three years ago. Yes I, yes, I get that, and I'm not dis- I'm not disputing that, that they're not similar level, but what I'm saying is that Jessica I has icky decisions over Kalindra Faria, the same girl that, uh, that uh, Calderwood finished, and Jessica Rose Clark, who's crap, and Caitlin Chicagian, who just got found out by... Um, who was it that she got beaten by? Was it not Jessica? It was Jessica, yeah. But you know, I I just don't I just think that, you know, I think that Joanne Calderwood is more competitive stylistically. Um I don't know, I think it goes worse for I think standing enough. up with Shevchenko's a, a bad one. I don't think there's any female flyweight who's Oh, I agree. I agree. I just think that Calderwood at at least makes it out of a round, maybe, and I think that Jessica I absolutely does not. Um, but, uh, it's just that there, I'm not basing this on anything other than I just think that stylistically and Calderwood's quite tough I think that she has enough to, to perform better than Jessica I I do not predict either of them winning that fight I think that either gets steamrolled essentially yeah absolutely uh, I just favour Calderwood slightly um, and I, is... Jessica I number one yeah I'm just yeah, looking I at the ranks no clue. like Joanna is ranked four like, I'm not a big Joanna fan and like but surely she should be number one. You would think. Sajara Eubanks. Oh, Chicagoan. It's not a... Sajara Eubanks. Like, it's not a fantastic level of top five. So it's not... Sajara Eubanks annoys me so greatly. That's she a, looks, it's, it's an odd women's division. Because she looks Shikos. like Eddie Gordo from Tekken 3. Great character. Capoeira. Great character, Capoeira, but she looks like him. Yeah, I can I can see it. It just needs like those 
Was it? It was a bright yellow and green. Yeah, like it's like like like, te- like terribly stereotypical yeah. colors for like I like Eddie Godo, I believe is Jamaican. Um, I know that uh, Sajar Eubanks is not, but the. Um, Eddie Gordo, I believe, was supposed to be Jamaican. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's an Eddie, Eddie Gordo. You're not going to believe this. No, no. There's Eddie. I Gordon. know, but Eddie Gordon is also Jamaican. Small world. That is crazy because I clearly meant Eddie Gordo from Tekken Three. Eddie Gordo. Yes, there he is. Or is he Brazilian? <sighs> but there doesn't really seem to be. I think that they were heavily intonating. There doesn't seem to be a nationality associated with this fictional character, oddly enough, but... From Wikipedia, Eddie Gordo is a video game character from the Tekken series. The character Brazilian? is a Brazilian right. capoeira so, fighter. Well, that makes sense anyway. Yellow, and, yellow green. and green. Yeah. But I sort of thought they were going a Jamaican route with him, but... Uh, Made his debut in Tekken 3 in 1997. Good Lord. Tekken 3 is... That is a phenomenal game. 22 years old. I think I have pants older than that. They don't fit anymore. That's what I was why? Why do you still have these pants? Well, you just you gotta keep these things for memories and that, you know. So, like so the first do, time do you your... ever shat yourself in public, you gotta keep those pants. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna wear them on a fight night. Gross my opponent out. Get them to tap. And I tip them like, they'll know. Tap to basic hygiene. Absolutely. Well, basic hygiene of a six-year-old me. I, I knew you back then. You were you were filthy. Perhaps nothing's changed. Um, but yes, I I do favor uh, my juju a little bit in that. Uh, thought that was a great fight. Uh, really entertaining. And yeah, Lipsky. That's an interesting one. Who do you think that she could go in with next? I mean, do do you see her even getting the likes of a a Paige Van Zandt or a yeah makes sense Montana De La Rosa someone like that? Yeah, Paige Van Zandt sounds fine to me. Yep, that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I also. My girlfriend seems to think that uh, Ariana Lipsky, best looking woman in MMA. I have to disagree. I respectfully disagreed with it too, but it was sketchy ground for me. Do you know what I mean, bro? Like, I can't really fight that too much. <laughs> what am ca- I going to do? No way. <laughs> outrageous. It's one of these three that I clearly like. There's a case to be made for, but I don't. She's in the top five, hands down, and could even eke into the top three. Into the top three? No, I'm saying that you could make a case. She's not in my top three. She's in the top five, probably. She could be up there. Gina Carano. She's the queen of MMA. Always will be. <laughs> Cyborg. Amanda Nunes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I just had this like horrible thought of like being told, like... <laughs> these women are going to mount you now and be like, like, like this is Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes. You'd be like, no. In what situation would you be told these women are going to mount you? Well, I don't know. I didn't say it was a real situation. I just said I imagined it. And it was Fair not enough. nice. It wasn't nice. Imagine, like, is Chris Cyborg and then she'd try and sing at you. That top pressure. Oh, God. Smothering. She seems really lovely as well. But she does. She seems like you're like a really genuinely lovely person. But I th- like, she's I just think hor- from all accounts, she is. Yeah, she's just horrifying. She's, oh, she's not 
She's been blessed with a lot of things, but mm. yeah, but that's it. We'll leave looks it at that. and oh. a voice. Oh come on now! I've, I've, I think, well, I think we could have left it at the like no, the intonation no. of it. You didn't have to like, like <laughs> no, no. But I'd be like, look, Chris, in case you're listening, just to clarify, what's happening here is Mel's trying to say you're ugly, and I was trying to like tiptoe around not, it, like, and I'm not. I'm just saying, in our not your type. Previously, did, no, <laughs> 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 our previously discussed potential. Top three, five. You don't make, it, you don't make the cut. No, she doesn't make the cut, unfortunately. What? Okay, then answer me this. She's in your top. How many? <laughs> <laughs> How many women are on the roster? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Enough um, of that. This is getting there. This is getting too personal. She's now. just behind Elias Theodoru, <laughs> <laughs> who, by the way, is one of the best Twitter handles uh, I've ever seen. The main event. The main event. M A N E, because obviously he's known for his hair. Um. I wonder where my my uh, girlfriend Mel uh, ranks him on list of men because I know that she is a little bit fond of Julian Marquez and uh, Elias Theodoro. <sighs> you got to put him in the top ten at least. Elias Theodoro, yeah, but it's a massive roster, yeah. so that is quite... Julian Marquez isn't making it. He's a good looking dude. I yeah, think it's not, just he's not look, a... but she just clearly likes big bearded men. He's not a top ten looking good looking man. No, probably not. It's not when you have Luke Rockhold and... One of those fuckers who has everything in life. Absolutely everything. Including uh, pottery skills, believe it or not. Yeah. Randomly. Huffing that pottery. Huffing that pottery, indeed. To those who don't know, that is a reference to a... I believe it was a crack pipe that he, <laughs> <laughs> that he made in the pottery class. Um, but yeah, we really should get on to talk about more, more UFC. Um, Alexander Hernandez, Donald Cerrone. Uh, called it. Yep. Uh, why do people keep sleeping on Cerrone? It's because he doesn't talk shit. People buy into people who talk shit. Perry, Hernandez, and it's just not going to work against someone. Cerrone's just so good. He really is. Back in the uh, top ten at lightweight now, so he's bounced back in at number nine. He's calling for a fight with Connor. I'm not mad at it. It's the, it's not the right fight, no. But it, but it it would be fun. It would be fun, and it's and fun I think, enough. I think there's been a bit of history there. Did they not? They shit talked way in the early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it certainly would put Cerrone. It does two things. That fight's much better for Cerrone than it is for Connor, because Cerrone, I think, has Connor on the ground. Mm, yeah, and is smart enough to take it there, and is well rounded enough to survive on the feet. Yeah. That's a great fight for Cerrone. There's um, two fights I'd realistically like to see for Cerrone. Yes. And they are... Yes. Kevin Lee. Okay, I don't hate it. Because Kevin Lee's currently five, Cerrone's in at nine. Kevin Lee's not going to get opponent ranked above him, um, but is still close enough to the top that if Cerrone was to up... I, I would view it as an upset. If right. Cerrone was to beat Kevin Lee... Uh, and the other fight would be Gregor Gillespie, who we'll get on to. But mm. uh, I think that dude needs a uh, more challenging opponent at lightweight. Yes. Um, and someone just in the top 10 fits the bill. Veteran. Got a bit of everything. Donald Cerrone. Because I think Gillespie is yet to fight an elite striker who can keep him away because, yeah well we can we can talk about Gillespie now since he fought Yancy Medeiros and stuck to him like poo to a blanket yeah he was like shit to a blanket and we, we kind of predicted this um, we did but I think that we both sort of said that the only shot that um, 
that Yancey had was to land to land the big shot, which he didn't in find fairness, a way to he do. He landed two shots total, I think, in the I thought it was only fight. one. Really? I remember seeing like one significant strike and being like, oh dear, dear, dear. Either way, not great. He finished the piss out of him. Like he just, oh, it was, it was one of the most one-sided fights I've ever seen. In terms of control. I think statistically it, it probably is as well. Like, That's what I mean in terms of just I think Yancey only control. managed to throw four strikes, never mind land four. Which is just crazy. Crazy. Yeah, an like, elite fighter. And he's yeah. that shut down. Someone's like, that far ahead of like, him. Oh, this is your game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not letting not you gonna play happen. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not letting you do that. Um, I agree with you, though, that I think that he needs a better level of competition. I'm just not sure Cowboy's the right fight. Oh, no, I, I don't think it'll happen. Like, I, it's I too dangerous for Cowboy. It is, yeah. If Cowboy I, is deserving of of a one or two fights and then a belt shot. Cowboy Justin Gaethje. Oh, yes, please. Could oh. you imagine what he'd do to Gaethje? I think it would be a more competitive fight. Than what? Like I, I don't, I don't think Cerrone would steamroll Justin Gaethje. I think he would. I think so. I think Barboza's going to steamroll Justin Gaethje. I don't, and the devil's advocate and MMA math, uh, Cerrone steamrolled Barboza. Is that not a like a good while ago? No. Yeah, but I think Cerrone's uh, look. This is this thing. I, I think this we is were the talking best about this that Cerrone has ever looked. I. <sighs> don't know because the, no offense to the guys he's been fighting they haven't been elite no but like whooping mike perry doesn't okay fair enough but you know the, the, and, her, and i said i've said to you about hernandez like he is the potential he could be but he's not at the minute well we don't know that we've seen him fight benil darius for all of 20 seconds or however long that lasted and he beat uban mercier which i think is sort of the level He's at, I think, fringe, outside fringe 15, 15 to 20, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't think he's that. I don't know. I think that I think that he has tons of people's numbers, but just Cowboy's not one of them. I don't see anybody in that top 10 who Alex Hernandez beats. Currently. I'm that, uh, That's me. I'm not downplaying his, his long-term potential. I just think currently, if you matched him up with any of them, I wouldn't favour him. Um, maybe James Vick. Maybe Gaethje. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you Gaethje. Uh, but I think Barboza, Lee, Iaquinta, Poirier, McGregor, yeah, Ferguson. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. All beat him. But I just think that Cerrone just looks, and I think, looks different. He, I like, think, I've never seen him be that calm and composed. Even like... Fuck, dude, uh, Gillespie Hernandez... Yes, yeah, do that. And uh, how the hell is Nate Diaz still ranked? Because the UFC is ridiculous. The dude hasn't fought in two and a half years. I'd love to know who's in charge of the ranking. Well, they're media members, are they not? Well, they're, that explains it. I thought they're an accumulation of uh, media members rankings. We are media members, but we are media members with an immense topology record. <laughs> That's true. That's uh I think we ranked like stupid high in like overall picks there like so this one I think that we were like it was like the top like something percent of of people who'd picked. I haven't checked. I think I only got like two or three fights wrong the entire card which was it was a good week for both of us. Um but the only one that I had that you didn't was um Juju. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was a good week other than that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Gregor Gillespie needs a better 
competition um, level, um, and and there's plenty of people there. Uh, Glover Teixeira and Carl Robertson, we had called an upset. We thought that Robertson's par was going to be too much for the old Chinny Teixeira, and, and we were nearly right. Nearly right, yeah. Um, but Teixeira is showing... Well, 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 ironically, we kind of predicted the fight perfectly accidentally because what we had said was... He'll either put him away or the only way to share wins is if he takes him down and taps him. Yeah. Which, which he did after he nearly got knocked out. Both situations nearly happened. In fact, both situations yeah, kind of did happen because technically I think Glover might have been out from one of those elbows. He did go limp. It he was did. it was a f- He was back very quickly. but yep. it- So maybe we were right. Maybe we called it too well. A little bit too good. Um, but be. yeah, Glover has uh, said the next fight he wants is Shogun Hua, and I am all aboard that train. Uh, makes sense. Have has Glover fought Jimmy Manoa? No, I don't want to see that. Do you not? No, I think Jimmy sends Glover into the next dimension in the orbit. Well, they're ranked ten and eleven. Yeah. Uh, I, but yes, but that's because Manoa has lost against a handful of elite guys over so the last Glover. period of time. No, Glover, Glover is different. Glover's chin has completely gone. I don't know if it's completely gone. Like, what's the evidence that Glover's chin's completely gone? Well, he got battered about by Gus, who doesn't tend to one-shot people. He got to the fifth round with him. It's yeah, not like he uh, no, blew him away. Enough. Like, fair enough. 20-plus minutes of his, you know... Well, look, I just... Th- I think his chin is gone, and... Um, well, I think Manoa's is also compromised, so potato-potato. Yeah, but Glover Teixeira does not. Ha- pose a risk of sparking Manoa out the way that Manoa does Ooh, to Glover. I think he does. I don't think so at all. Glover's got par. Not like not like Manoa. He does. Yeah, have but par. He, he's still got enough to cause Manoa trouble on the feet as well. I think you're writing Glover off a bit. Too I am quickly. writing Glover off, but I've just watched him get fucking the piss beat out of him by someone that's not even ranked and wasn't. He doesn't even fight in his weight class. In fairness, he turned it apart from those elbows. He turned it around, took it to the ground, tapped the guy within. That is true, but three like, minutes or whatever true, it was. But you know, if you're trying to put forward a case that you know, like, fighting out of your own I just, garage, I, do you know what I mean? Like, I just think the, he's done. I don't know if he's well. He's not. He's not going to make a run for the title again. But I don't think he's done overall. Like this is, he got wrestled by Corey Anderson, which is fair enough. Corey Anderson's. Young, big, strong, on the way up. Before yep. that, his last loss was Gustafson, which we just, was Johnson, which which we just talked about in Johnson's. You know, Anthony Johnson can spark anybody out. That was a bad one. But he hasn't, in and around that, like, there's no... If he was getting knocked out again and again and again, I'd question it. But he, he just really... I just think it's... Too, like, I don't think that you have to be getting knocked out again and again and again to have your chin gone. Like, as in, I think that, you know... You, I just, I just don't think getting it's, dropped by punches that you just don't be th- I just don't think it's gone. Time. It's just it's at light heavyweight, it's big men throwing hard punches. Well, it doesn't say there. I can't think of you know very many other people. Like as I'm saying is, I just think that Manoa will fucking destroy him. I think that Manoa will walk through him like a hot knife through butter. I really do believe he, that. He very, mu- he very well could do. But and I think I'll be honest. I think Shogun's the same. I think Shogun walks through Glover too. And here's the thing. Shogun may be showing signs of his chin go on its way out, but I don't think that his is as gone as Glover's is. Oh, dude, like, I'm the biggest Shogun fan there is, and Shogun's chin's a bit further along than Glover's. I think Shogun walks through Glover. Nah. You think Glover beats Shogun? Not necessarily, but I don't think either of them walk through each other. I think it probably goes the distance. You mark my words when I tell you that the next Glover fight ends in a first round. 
it ends in the first round and not in Glover's favour. Like and the and the fight we've just seen doesn't disprove that that's what's likely to happen. If anything, it shows. So you think fight, if he fights Shogun next, which it seems to be first round knockout, well, I you Shogun. Think Shogun puts him away in the first. Yeah, I do. I look. He's he's been rocked. He got rocked mm. by he got rocked by Corey Anderson. Did he? Yeah, he got like I I don't remember the Misha Serkinov fight, and he won anyway. But I don't remember it to be honest. And um, but that happened in round one. Um, Gustafson was rocking him the entire fight. Um, Anthony Johnson, fair enough. I don't remember the Jared Cannonier fight well enough to comment, but I think that I just, I just, I'm telling you, I just think that 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 he'll walk on something with Shogun, and you know, Shogun, yes, his chin's. And I said this myself: his chin's not great, but he recovers really quickly. And I just think that yes, that same thing happened to Glover there, but that was against the guy that he could do that with because he had Robertson has no ground game, no ground game. Especially not for the arm triangles. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm just not as, I'd be more hesitant to write him completely off. I think, like, Fair enough. I personally have him written off. I think that, that whatever, like I'm not saying he shouldn't be fighting. I'm more than happy for, for anybody. I'd, ha- I'd happily watch, want, but. I'd happily watch him against anybody in and around the rankings with him. I'd, Latifi, Manoa, OSP, Shogun. I'm happy enough with any of those fights, and I You're would give. You're a braver man than I. I would give him a decent shot in any of those. Our drink of the podcast today, Mel. What what sort of if we do this every week? To those who don't know, we just randomly started doing it. It's just not a thing where we just discuss what drinks we're on for the the podcast. What are you on today? I have just finished. Uh, I didn't, I wouldn't even call it a glass full. I had a thimbleful, a thimbleful of original Coca Cola out of your fridge because I forgot to get a drink in the shop, um, and it's only in my fridge by because the way, yeah. too, in case I fall into diabetic coma. And I can understand, like I haven't drank original Coke, like full fat Coke, yeah, in forever. Uh, a Coke Zero, the man. hard stuff. If I'm going to be on the Coke, me too. I'm on the Zero. Um, I don't know how people drink. It's so sweet. Yeah, you can nearly feel the sugar between your teeth. I had a can of it once not that long ago when I was going into a hypo like so my bloods were going a bit low and it's the weirdest thing to anybody out here out there that's listening to diabetic they're the only people who can understand what I'm about to say which is your body every cell inside you is screaming for sugar like it's like give me sugar there's like you know that when you're when you're hungover and you're like I need greasy food and like I, and nothing will do but you get a craving a hangover craving it's like one thing it's like it's like every, it's like the equivalent of being thirsty in the desert where you just like your body is screaming at you for water. And I remember having a nice cold can of Coke and being like, that is literally the sweetest tasting thing I've ever tasted in my life. Now, I don't mean like, oh, that was the most delicious thing. I mean, like, as in like, my God, that is sugary. That is one sugary beverage. Like, it's crazy how much sugar's in it. You should just start drinking condensed milk. Dude, I'm telling you, that stuff's probably got more sugar in it than condensed milk. I put money on it. No way. Like, condensed milk, I think, is just sugar. And milk. Condensed. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, I'm also on it. Sugar content. 54 grams. That doesn't tell me anything. It's just... just, We'll get their sugar content per... Oh, okay. They're actually... So it's 54 grams per 100 grams. All right, so Coca-Cola... Sugar, right? So go for, go for per fluid ounce. Sugar content. 
I think you're right, though. For fluid ounce, yeah. So I think that uh, fluid ounce is 38.2 grams, by the way, for those looking for a factoid. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. Hold on. My computer's spazzing out. Well, I can tell you now, there's 21 grams per fluid ounce in condensed milk. Uh... Coca-Cola sugar fluid ounce. There is 10.6 grams of so sugar. literally twice. Per 100 milliliters of Coca-Cola. Okay, so that's per 100 milliliters. Well, hang on, let's see. So per fluid ounce, Coca-Cola sugar per fluid ounce. Yeah, so it, yeah, so it's about nine. Yeah, yeah. That's So it's twice then. It's double the amount in condensed milk. That is disgraceful. And maybe well, keep some of that on hand then. You should just take a wee teaspoon of it. Just a wee teaspoon, just to get you. Although it tastes so good. I know. I know. Like, it's like crack. crack. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh, like, oh, you got any of that? Just, yeah, you got a wee teaspoon. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, I know I'm just out of a hypo, so maybe just a wee bit just more. A wee just bit, a wee just bit, bit more. Just a wee bit, and then before you know it, your yeah. bloods are like fifty. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> um, worth it. So yeah, I disagree with Glover. I think his chin has gone kaput, and I believe that your boy Shogun will destroy him if they do fight. Uh, but. I'm always happy to be wrong when it comes to UFC. Uh, the next fight, Paige Van Zandt, Rachel Ostevich, shittest fight on the card. Yeah. Well, this was some... I saw someone tweet, and I think you actually got involved with this, saying that it was like, is it possible that Paige Van Zandt is worse than she was? And I think it is. She definitely looks... It was fucking like she's awful. Regressing, skill It's like the lowest level grappling I think I've ever seen in the UFC. Which isn't a great indictment for uh, Gracie Baja Portland, which is where she is changed her is full-time camp to where Chael is I believe so hmm. and he loves a good tippy tap he does love a good tippy tap and he's good at them he's good at the tippy taps speaking of which he, is got, he? he got his black well he got his black belt what did he win it in a raffle dude come on now you're talking about a man who would literally remove your soul from your body that's true unless I agreed beforehand for him to throw the fight he's still on this yep I'm gonna tweet at him, dude. We'll get him. we'll get on to Fedor later, but I'm telling you, he threw that fight. <laughs> or he's just a choker. But either way, Rachel Ostevich did not look like she belonged in the UFC. Not nor did Paige Van Zandt. In fairness, I don't think Rachel Ostevich does belong in the UFC skill wise. No, she uh, and that uh, annoyed the fuck out of me. All the like, well, they got like obviously the the story going in. It was Rachel Ostevich, who unfortunately was... Uh, Which is shit. Yeah, shit she, situation. she was the recipient of some pretty horrific uh, domestic abuse. And yeah. that's shit. But what pissed me off was all of a sudden Megan O'Leary's a commentator now. And like talking about... I was talking to her during the week about her abuse. And it's like, oh, right, okay. Like, could, it, could they crowbar the... We need a woman on to talk about the domestic abuse bit now. We can't have it coming from men. You know, like, I get it. Like, I get it. She, she got beaten up by her husband. It's shit. He should be in jail... And I get it, but you know the UFC are going to play the sympathy card and then have Greg Hardy on the same night. Yeah, not a word spoken about that. No one mentioned it. No, it was it, what the fuck was Omega? What is Megan O'Leary doing? Talking through the, the talking in the same space as the commentators. Yeah, when have I, you I think, ever heard that before? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was just a bit crowbarred in. It's like it's they went like they went overkill on that, so that like if anyone was like. Why didn't you just mention Greg Hardy? Be like, well, we mentioned all the positives. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? Good good for Rachel Ostovich for not wanting to back down from the fight. Tough as nails. But, yeah, it was just a shit fight. It was proper turd. 
Yeah, it wasn't great. Was not great. So many openings for uh, submissions throughout the fight, dude. I am a one piece of tape, white stripe. <laughs> I'm qualified to talk about this now. But I, dude, I was fucking pulling my hair out watching that, and what little I know about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was like, "Come on, are you joking me?" It just, from an aesthetic viewpoint, it didn't look like a high level, high skill fight. No. I have nothing really more to say about it. Jose Benavidez versus uh, Dustin Ortiz. Dustin Ortiz, one of the best, well round, like in terms of well rounded, um, in the UFC. I think he's fucking brilliant, but just couldn't find a way to get it done against Benavidez, who just controlled him as we said he would for three rounds. Yeah, I think Dustin Ortiz. I was saying to this while we were watching it. If you're an up and coming flyweight, stay the hell away from Dustin Ortiz because. He's just got everything. He's got everything, and he's a nightmare. Um, the problem that he had against and the Benavidez juice isn't worth the squeeze fighting him. No, and this is the problem: is that uh, like know, Benavidez took all the risk there. Yep, and he only like this is the thing: Benavidez only has elite wrestling and decent everything else, as where Ortiz has excellent everything but elite nothing. If that makes sense. So I'd say Benavidez all around. I think people sleep on him. I think Benavidez is pretty much... not saying he doesn't have skills. I'm just saying that his wrestling... Well, we, last, his, without, his, without his elite level of wrestling, he wouldn't be able to do anything else. He wouldn't be able to implement this game. His game is to control you and pity pat, rap up, 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 and then in. Rap up, 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 and I end. don't know. Like I, I, I read Benavidez. I think Benavidez Dude, could, could fight pretty much everybody anywhere. He beats everyone except for the top... You know, well, except for Cejudo now. Oh, he's beat Cejudo? <sighs> when, though? Like last year. What? I don't remember this. Yeah, Cejudo's last loss. I don't remember this. Yeah, I sure, don't remember they, this. They coached the ultimate fighter. And then Benavidez beat him. It was a decision. My goodness. So it was. Split decision nonetheless as well. That's three years ago now. Cejudo was deducted a point, so that's why. Well, so who was deducted one point for repeated low blows? So that would have probably tilted it, especially with it being a split decision. Regardless, can't take it away from him. I had completely forgotten that fight had even happened. But alas, like I think that Cejudo has his way with Benavidez now. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see it again. I'd like to see it over. Was that over five rounds? No. Was that three rounds? Three. Well, I'd like to see it over five. I think, I think that helps Suhudu. He's got experience at five rounds it's a Benavides. lot more. Is not particularly. Benavidez fought a bunch of five-round fights. I'm looking at his record now, and the only one I can find is Demetrius Johnson um, and Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz one was in 2009. 10, sorry. And Demetrius Johnson was in 2012. So it's been seven years since we've seen it. That's a lifetime ago in MMA. But look, I'm not. I'm not disputing that the guy. The guy is like he's up there. And like I think last week I'd said like he literally only loses to the elite, elite, elite. And he could be the best person to never win a belt. I'm not trying to take that th- away. Yeah, from I know. Him. I absolutely think he is. So I think that's. I think that fight needs run back. So. May as well be over five and for the title. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I, what I do believe is that um, 
the next uh, is it Asansai and Mirai's, right? Yeah. That's Bantamweight, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so that apparently that was rumoured to be the next fight for TJ, the winner of that. So it should have been? I don't think so now. I think we're going to see this again at 125, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, yeah, so the next fight, Gregor Gillespie, Yancey Medeiros, which we covered. Greg Hardy versus Alan Crowder. Now... I don't know where to begin on this. First of all, I did put I did pick Hardy on the podcast and on. Um, I think the entire world picked Hardy. They did. Um, I thought he was going to obliterate him the first round, but I did put a sneaky little bet on Alan Crowder by submission because I'd said to you just before it started. I said if Hardy or if Crowder can fight, he'll take him down, and if he can take him down, things could get iffy. This was a shit fight with it was two a great go- fight. Terrible standard, good fight. You're watching two equally shit people fight. Yeah, two guys who shouldn't be anywhere near the UFC. Alan Crowder could be good, just not yet. What age is he? I'm not actually too sure. I just mean, like, you know, in terms of his standard, like, you know, he looks like he has the fundamental tools to become a good fighter, but he may well be too old to become a good fighter. I just think that the whole thing went about as bad as the UFC feared it could. It annoyed me that Dana White came out after and was like, if there's one thing we've learned now, it's that Greg Hardy can fight. I thought the one thing we learned is that, that he can't. That's that he can't fight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you can't have your way with Alan Crowder, you can't fight. He literally came out, spunked his load within 30 seconds. Your guy didn't fall over. And then from there, it just got from bad to worse. Just like, out his asshole. Before, yeah, before the fight ended... Alan Crowder was walking him down, talking shit, yeah. a la Nate Diaz. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. I loved it. Like, I still maintain she should just fucking put Hardy in there with Ngannou. Just be like, learn a wee lesson. Let's see who can hit harder. Yeah. Could you imagine what Ngannou would do to Hardy? Kill him. Yeah. But, yeah, like we said... Um, yeah, you're not going to muscle Ngannou around. No, you're if not. you're Hardy. He you just, know. he looked like a big, strong, athletic guy, which he is. Um, and he's looked like he's got used already to throwing big haymakers and people falling over. And if that plan doesn't work, he's kind of fucked. Yeah, so uh, Crowder, you know, Crowder d- did a great job uh, of negating a lot of the the, the par, uh, just avoiding a lot of the strikes. His distance management was much better. Um, but he unfortunately ate an illegal knee um, when he was grounded. That he did. Do you think that Greg Hardy wanted out, or do you think this was inexperience? Could have been a bit of both. I think the only person who really knows is probably Greg Hardy. I just fail to see how... Someone, like, if you're listening to this and you know, someone fill us in on the, the Greg Hardy case. Like, we know it's a domestic abuse thing, but... We're not in the like you know we're in Ireland or Northern Ireland whatever you want to call it, um. So we're not yeah, in we, the we NFL news cycle. Like we hear that he's been involved in domestic abuse, but that's it. And yeah, but there seems, wasn't a conviction. That's and every, so that's what and the everyone other thing seems I know. to hate his guts. Which if he was involved with domestic abuse seems yeah, fair enough. Why, yeah. But uh, don't know the ins and outs of it. But uh, he didn't seem too popular in Brooklyn. No, he didn't, but... Um, he- Plus, I thought he came away looking like a bit of a fool, trying to friggin' mean mug and 
everything, like staring him down while he was walking down, trying to act a bit tougher than he was. Like, this is Alan Crowder he's fighting. No offense to Alan Crowder, did a great job, but he's not a top 15, 20, 25 UFC heavyweight. And the UFC clearly had high hopes for, for Greg Hardy in this. Yeah, and I, it sounds they, well, like he's going to get another fight as well. Yeah, it just can't be in the co-main event of a televised card because he's nowhere near that standard. No, um, he's not. It's kind of gross that they were cashing in off his notoriety from that. I know he was in the NFL, but he's obviously you know, a disgraced former player and they've sort of taken that to the bank. While, like we said earlier, simultaneously praising Rachel Ostovich for being so brave and this, yeah. that, and the other. Like, it's so. I think that's why it's fallen on deaf ears because it's so clearly hypocritical. Yeah, 100%. Um, the main event, TJ and Suhudo. We both called Suhudo, but I don't think either of us predicted 30 seconds of a fight. No, I picked Suhudo by decision. I think I said that he won't have the power to stop him. But My God, did he not? Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, TJ had drained every bit of water. Do you think that's what it was, or do you think he just got caught? Probably both. I don't like, know. Well, he did just get caught, but, you know, it's impossible to say how his body would, he have knows. Re- would have reacted to that. He would know. I don't think that guy knows dick. I think he's in full-on delusion mode. Yeah, so we'll get on to talk about this in a wee second. So he basically, he had 13 unanswered punches. The ref, 17. 17, was yeah. it? The ref stepped in. There is some merit to people saying it was an early stoppage. I personally agree and disagree in that I think that, yeah, you can make an argument that in a championship fight you can let it go a little bit, but I think that ultimately it ends the same way. So if you need... If you need to see him take more punches to be sure, I can understand people saying that, but I don't. No. I, 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 saw, I, 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 I think that I said to you at the time, on it might have been a hair early, but it ends the same way. I was perfectly happy with the stoppage at the time and now. In fact, the more I see of it, yeah, that's the, ha- true. the happier I am with it. Um, dude got dropped two or three times, depending on how you look at it. Answered 17, or sorry, didn't answer 17 shots in a row. Um, and then tried to shoot a single leg on an Olympic gold medal wrestler while he would have continued to get hit. I think it, the ref just saved him from himself. Mm. So I'm happy with the stoppage. I don't. I don't need to see TJ out cold or completely battered for it to be over. I think that the fight was over. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. The fight. Yeah, was over. Uh, TJ has come out and said, I beat Suhudo 99 times out of 100. Now, first off... So some bad odds. Aren't they managed just, to, just managed the first to fight time. him on the one time. Yeah, it's yeah. like rolling like the worst like dice rolls ever. Like, I mean, there's no there's no way. And Dillashaw needs to actually understand something here. He, he, he annoyed me in the press conference because on the one hand, I gave him credit and then he instantly ruined it because he was like, uh, he was like, I'm not trying to take anything from Wayson from Suhudo. I was like, good, that's good. And then he was like, but he didn't beat me. It's like I well, didn't I, lose. I said to you, and, I was like, and he was well, like, didn't when lose. TJ was saying, I'd be, I would be ashamed to call myself double champ after that. I was like, uh, if the roles were reversed, yeah, you'd be, be friggin' yeah, be going, Shut swinging up. your dick around, thinking you're the best. TJ's thing. a fucking asshole, and he's made himself look at, you know, 
the thing is that I I've, I I was I of the whole TJ versus Team Alpha Male thing. Initially, I was I was all, TJ. Uh, well, no, I wasn't on anybody's side, but I thought TJ made the most rational sense, and I thought he looked good when he. Uh, he was arguing with Garbrandt. I thought Garbrandt looked silly and desperate and TJ looked composed. But ever since that fight, he's looked like a smug prick. Yeah, and do you know what? This is what annoys me, is that I'm wondering if what was happening was, was it was he gaslighting? Mm. So was the reason that Garbrandt was responding the way he was because he's such a fucking prick and, and, and he knew it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, God, I fucking I want to kill you because you're such a prick and nobody sees it. Yeah. You know, because if that's what it looks like to me now, now mm. over time, like even I, I, someone posted on Twitter today, and it it actually made this is what kind of got me thinking. This they posted footage of Garbrandt after his loss to TJ, mm-hmm. and it was him talking to himself with his coach, and they were walking back through the bars of the arena, and he was saying, "I I saw the look of my wife, I saw the look of my my mum or whatever," and he's like, "You know, I'm going to remember this. This is going to fuel. This is going to fuel me to get better. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to feel like this. I don't want other people around me to feel like this." And combine that with TJ. You're trying to tell me that Garbrandt's the one who's a dick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's not a good look for him. And to be honest, I actually think that he was a snake the entire time. But because he portrayed it so well, he played it so well on the Ultimate Fighter. He managed to cover up just how much of a little fucking shitbag he is. I don't know. Like I can't speak for that. I think something's just he very well could have just changed over the last while with this. You know the success he's found. You know he sent. You know. He came out of his biggest rivalry on top with two dominant wins, you know, literally on top of the world. My issue is with him, and I've said this the whole time, it's the attempting to start a union for fighters' rights and then getting on like a smug asshole by, oh, Dana sent me to get rid of this division. And then I'm not a fan of Cejudo, sort of like public image either. It's so cheesy and everything sounds like a scripted, crap wrestling promo but what you know when he was giving off about oh i'm here to i'm here to do it for the the flyweights families like all right okay dead on and tj was like no i'm not you know I'm, it's a selfish sport i'm making selfish decisions i was like all right cool and i'd have no problem with that coming from anybody else he's friends with jose benavides is he not supposedly or was um i wouldn't be now if i was jose well i think he, Joseph, they were interviewing him, saying that like I don't think we're we're too cool anymore. So because of this flyweight thing, yeah. So. Well, that's I mean that kind of I think this this was a, this was a nice one because like TJ he, got his he got his yeah got what was coming to him with this one and he's he's whining about it now but like I don't I don't want to see it again. I don't sorry, I don't understand how getting blitzed in 30 seconds warrants a rematch for because anybody. Because Uncle Dana wants her to the flyweight division. Yeah, yeah, the only person more annoyed than TJ Dillashaw was Dana White. Oh, he's furious. That dude like you could see his face putting the belt in Cejudo. like the so, best lay, best laid plans. I have two suspicions with the UFC's plans moving forward. One, I think that Dana will say, oh, we can't get him back up to 135. We'll keep him at 125 because of his cut. You know, it makes sense. To be fair, if the, st- if the story was different, it would make sense to rerun this at 125 first. You know, if, if, the, because, if there wasn't all the shit talking. I don't think so at all. I think you, you came down, you lost. I think the, the 
thing to do now is that Cejudo gets the shot at the belt. I agree that because that is the the right thing because of the story here. What I'm saying is this was just, you know, a regular fight. It would be, yeah, okay, you know, champ, you know, run it back. You know, there would be, you know, it's... The 30 seconds isn't, you know, anyone could get clipped theoretically. You know, that's the theory. But if this was any other fight, they would not be running it back. I don't know if that's true. They've run no, back a bunch of fights. But, absolutely not. Well, look, regardless, my point is that I think what they're going to do is they're going to force the fight at one. Th- they're, they're not, Cejudo wants it at 135, right? And rightly so. And I believe he should get it. But what I'm saying is the UFC will not do that. The UFC will go, you do it at 125 and then you'll get your 135 shot in the hope that TJ somehow beats him. They're not going to make TJ go back up to 135, I don't think. I think they're going to want them to stay at 125. But Well, I, I hope Cejudo plays hardball with them because... Me too, but he won't. TJ came down and he whipped him. But I think that it's so tempting for Cejudo not to be... Like, it's so tempting for Cejudo to be the guy that did it twice. Yeah, but there's there's nothing on the line for him in the second fight. That's what I'm saying. That's no, why I play I, hardball. I get that. Because then, agree. what if he wants if he wants the 35 pound belt? Was he gonna have to fight him three times on the bounce? That'd be great though if he beat him twice at flyweight and then went up and took his belt at 135. Nah, that's, that's about so, his so, no, because we, we TJ needs that because no, 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 he's so because fucking ignorant. There's, there's challengers at bantamweight yep. who can't just sit around for another year and a half while there's TJ challengers at flyweight that can't just sit around. Well, that's or, what I'm saying. That's, just that's why. Around. That's why I think this this chapter should be done the champion tried to come down become a double champ failed got blown out of the water quickly but it's not there's done. literally nothing to rerun for me I have zero interest in this now same, but it's not us I, this is what I specifically said at the start this is what the UFC will probably try and do why? because they want the flyweight division gone who else are you going to send down? Cody? Well, I think if they want the flyweight division gone, they can just get rid of it. This narrative that they need to send someone to beat the guy so that it. Well, shuts I think it's done because even if, like T- they if TJ went down and did theoretically win now, it'd be like you know, and then they shut the flyweight division. I think it looks even worse. Yeah, and you if, know? well, I think shutting the division looks of, bad anyway. It looks bad regardless of how you do it, but I don't think so. They need to send someone from another division to to beat the champion and shut it down. I think if they wanted rid of the flyweight division so badly, they can just say, right, you know, if you want to stay, you can move up. And if not, you're out. Makes them look like dicks regardless. My other theory is that Zufa boxing is going to happen. McGregor and Polly Malignaghi will be the first fight. And I believe that that is just solely to get Conor a belt again. It's there. I have not, just to clarify, I have not heard this. I have not read this. I have not anything. This is just something that I was pondering the other day. Anybody with any sense, though, wouldn't take, first of all, a Zufa boxing belt seriously. And two, the credibility of, of it would already be hurt because it would be a 40-year-old retired commentator versus a professional boxer who's zero and one. But that's not the narrative. The narrative is previous world champion who fought or sparred with... McGregor and training camp, like that would be the narrative. No, that, that, that fight could happen, but I'm just saying that if they really, if Zufa wanted to take boxing seriously, it needs credibility. It does, but there's there's so few boxers out there who'll fight for it that'll give them credibility. But the, well, they would need to throw money at it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, anything else to add about the Sahudu and DJ fight or DJ TJ? No, apart from Sahudu is an animal, like. We have to start including him in the greatest of all time conversation. Yeah, you do. He's literally back to back beat Mighty Mouse and DJ Dillashaw. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, he's absolutely phenomenal, and he's an Olympic gold medalist too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just crazy. Pocket sized powerhouse. Love it. 
I think just because he's so cheesy and cringy. Oh, he's so American. Uh, yeah, that he just <laughs> he's so that he just I, people just haven't quite clicked with him. He's like a character from Glee. He just tries. He tries so hard. Like if you oh you want to see cringe, go and watch. There's a clip from the Ultimate Fighter season where him and Benavidez are talking to each other, and Benavidez it's about like how. Cejudo starts talking about how his team are like 2-0. Fuck Cejudo's coach, by the way. 2-0, baby. And Benavidez makes him look look stupid. It's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, his coach is ridiculous looking. How small is he? Because he looks small beside Cejudo. And Cejudo must be 5 foot 4. Oh, like, like he's just such a... He looks like a hairdresser. He looks like Gokwan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He looks like Gokwan. Like with his ridiculous glasses and... Like, look at this. Is that not the most punchable face you've ever seen? Eric Elbarrison, or whatever the fuck his name is. Look at that. That is a face I want to punch so hard. Oh, I wish that people could see this. Like, look. God damn it. It's making me angry just looking at it. That one's not as bad. The white glasses are worse. The white glasses. They, they, do you know what it is? Maybe white glasses just say instant douchebag. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Hmm. Yeah, they're not great. Anyway, that wraps us up for this fight. So it is time for the news. As you can hear from the uh, the news music it is time for the news but we don't actually have that much news to talk about so let's get into it chris weidman says that he is nursing some injuries in other news the sun is hot water is wet and shit stinks yeah um he says his dream fight is john jones (laughs) that would be horrific if he thinks he has some injuries now yeah that ain't ever gonna happen it might scarily Hi. Because the UFC love Chris Weidman, they seem to give him what he wants for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, just I think John Jones is a bit a step to. He'd have to go on some run. I think he'd just need to get a win at light heavyweight. Nah, I think he'd need two or three. You think? Yeah. There's so few people in that division now. I still think he'd have to. He'd have to win a few. Mm. And I think John Jones would. Ugh. Destroy him. In fairness, John Jones, John Jones destroys pretty much everybody. Well, not even pretty much everybody. Just everybody. So, Well, what do you think that Weidman is going to get long-term here? You know, like, he has literally been injured for as long as I can remember now, outside of the Jack Ray fight. Um, You know, what what's left for, for Weidman here? Nothing. I think he's had his moment. You know, he's. I think he's peaked. I think... The, you know, obviously the two Anderson Silva fights dethroning the great Anderson Silva, uh, defending it a few times. I think he's just, he's had his run at the top. I think the division has improved and moved on around him. I think there's a bunch of people at middleweight who beat him. And I think a light heavyweight, he doesn't beat the elite. Now saying that, we've talked about this before. If Anthony Smith can move up and be fighting for a title, I suppose Chris Weidman can. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly it. I think the problem will be that uh, 
certain Mr. Luke Rockhold and possibly Yul Romero will also be looking to move up. And uh, I don't fancy his chances any better against those guys at light heavyweight than I would at middleweight. No, no. Um, but it is it is the it is the Smith thing that threw the spanner in the works, though. Like that's what saying. It is like light, light heavyweight so thin um, that it is very possible. Like uh, looking at the light heavyweight rankings, obviously John Jones is champion. They've got Daniel Cormier at number one, but I mean he's never fighting at light heavyweight again, so you may as well take him out of it. Gustafsson's just fought for the belt, won't be fighting for it anytime soon. And then you've got Anthony Smith, you know, who was a fringe top 10 middleweight. Yeah. Then you've got Jan Blahowitz, who is, you know, excellent fighter, who, uh, speaking of which, I believe our good friend Daniel yes. is out training in Poland with that right Daniel now. Daniel Lenchek is fighting Kiefer Crosby at Bellator. Um, it's a good fight. Yep. Um, yeah. So after him, you know, Vulcan, Ozdemir. Oof. Like it's not Vulcan Weidman be a good fight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Weidman would come up and he'd have to beat someone like that. Yeah, he should. He should be able to handle those to me. And then, like Tiago Santos is another guy. He was also a fringe top ten middleweight. Is now top six light heavyweight. It's a crazy world we live in. I think if I was Yul Romero, I'd be trying to get up there as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, Gregor Gillespie, did you hear what misfortune happened upon him? I did, but why don't you fill the people in? Had his bag stolen and his coach's bag stolen, had his mouth guards and his wallet taken, and his response was, can you just please return the wallet because I just want my driver's license. I don't want to have to queue at the DMV. <laughs> fair point. It is a fair point. Um, real shit that that had caught. Like, you'd wonder how the fuck that could happen in an arena. And it must have happened when he was fighting. TJ Dillashaw did it. Probably. He's a dick. Sounds like something he'd have done. Um, what did you think of the new belts? I really don't like them. I don't like them either. And our listeners, that, uh, well, why don't you tell them about our lovely poll? Well, yeah, we put up a poll to see what people thought of uh, of the new belts. I'm just going to click it and find it in front of me. Did it on our Facebook and obviously had a lovely picture of the new belt and a picture of the old belt. But overwhelmingly, uh, the old belt won with 77% of the votes. Now, it was only 127 votes, but that's still fairly unanimous. The new belt, it just... I thought I'd give it time to see what it looked like, like actually on someone, but it looks worse. It does look like... We've all seen the... uh, the mock-up of Dana White as a Power Ranger with it as his chest piece, yeah. it does very much remind me of that. In Which in, in itself flesh. isn't a bad thing, but... No, it's just... It's, it looks like a toy WWE belt. It does. Here, I have a fun game to play with you, right? Okay. I have on my screen some strange UFC records, right? Okay. And I want you to see if you can figure out who they are, right? Right. Fastest finish in a middleweight title fight. In a middleweight title fight? Mm-hmm. Now, this is kudos to Reddit, because this is a thread I find on Reddit, but some of them I find super interesting, so I thought I would I would uh, Mid- test your your knowledge with these. Middleweight title fight. I can't remember Anderson Silva's being, any of them being outrageously quick. Rich, Rich Franklin? Correct, it was yeah. Rich Franklin. Uh, since 2005, we have not had a middleweight fight that broke two minutes and 34 seconds, which was Rich Franklin's destruction of Nate Quarry. 
Yep, that's the famous one where he slept him and he fell stiff as a board. Yep. Who has the most finishes in the light heavyweight division? Ooh. Light heavy. Well, like logic would say someone like Chuck. Right. That's what you'd think. No, no, in lightweight, not oh, light, light heavyweight, oh, sorry. Right. Light, in lightweight? Lightweight, yeah, sorry. My bad. Cerrone? Nope. 26 bouts in the UFC. Oliveira? Nope. 26. Is he still fighting? I think so. Or maybe he's just retired, actually. His finish rate is nearly 50%, right? It is, of course, Joe Lozon. Most finishes? He has the most finishes in the lightweight division. Who has the most bouts in UFC history? Well, that's... Cerrone now, is No. It? Most fights uh, yep. in UFC? Nope. You sure? It's Jim Miller. Cerrone has 30. Jim Miller has 31. Okay. But close. Who has the most submissions? I think you know this. Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Right. Most submissions in heavyweight title bouts. Heavyweight title bouts? Right. This is an... Right, in fact, I'll just tell you this Frank one. Frank Mayer? This is an eight-way tie. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Morris Smith, Frank Mayer, Big Nog, Mark Coleman, Andre Arlovsky, Fabrizio Verdum, and DC. With all, two. With what? Oh, all with two? Wait, hang on. How's so, that? Hang on, wait. No, no. All with one. What was I Shared by eight people. So, check this, right? The only fighter to have more UFC title shots than UFC wins, Gilbert Melendez. Yeah. He has one UFC win and five losses, including two shots. To Gilbert Bendo Melendez only won one fight in yeah. UFC. Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Shit, I thought he won Isn't more. That now. fucking crazy. That's mental. So, Gilbert Melendez, his best years were outside of the UFC. Hundred percent. Really missed out in some great fights. Well, we got some great fights, but we really missed out in like peak Gilbert Melendez because he spent it in Strike Force. Who has? the UFC lightweight KO record. Well, I'll give you a clue by telling you there are seven. Seven? Seven KOs in lightweight. Not seven people. This, oh, right. I thought, you meant, has, I thought you meant it was no, no, split the seven person ways. Has I was like, geez. seven KOs. At lightweight? Yep. Uh, it's a tough one. Barboza? No. Are they still fighting? Possibly outside the UFC. I'm not positive. Older name, though. Older name? Like, someone random. It's Melvin Gillard. Really? Yeah. He is. Still fine. So he was doing bare knuckle or something. Um, So, if you consider... uh, Where is it? I'm just trying to find it. It was one I saw earlier on that was like... It, like, literally blew my mind. I was like, get the fuck out. Right. So the first televised twister was not by the Korean Zombie, right? Right. That was the first one in the UFC. The first televised one was by Shayna Baszler, which was an elite XC in 2007, right? Mm-hmm. But the fighter with the most twister submissions is a UK fighter called Ricardo Franco, who has three, and his coach, Danny Mitchell, is right behind him with two, one of which was on Bellator. That's pretty yeah. fucking impressive. Like, yeah. I, read that, I was like, holy shit. Now, this is the one that blew my mind, right? 
Who has the most finishes in the men's featherweight title fights? Is that UFC or yes. just... Well, there's only been three champions. But who has the most finishes then? In title... F- is that title fights or title defences? It is title fights. Holloway? Yep, and it is With four, three. right? Oh, four. four. But even if you limit it to just undisputed title fights, Max Holloway still has the record with three. Jose Aldo has had 11 UFC featherweight fights, but mm. has only finished two. Yeah. He played it safe. That's absolutely crazy, like crazy. Um, and let's see, there's one more. Let's see if I can find it. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, Miller and Luzon are the ones that I find damn interesting, like. Yeah, I I could have swore Donald Cerrone had the most UFC fights. He's but 30. That was his 30th just there. He will soon overtake Jim Miller. He will indeed. Um, I'm just trying to find this here. Yeah, no, I can't find it. Oh, well, <laughs> that was fun. Fun while it lasted. Um, the Masvidal Till fight has been announced for UFC London. Love it. Love it. Um, who've you got? We'll, not, we'll, we'll do a full breakdown, obviously, before the fight, but, like, quick uh, thoughts. Till. Too big, too good on the outside. Masvidal doesn't have good enough wrestling to to get him there. Pretty Only much. way I see Till losing is if he has a terrible weight cut and Masvidal can outwork him in the later rounds and sort of get in the inside and dirty box something against the cage. But I'm actually shocked this fight is uh, is at welterweight. I thought Till's days there were... We're pretty much over. Seemed that way, but then we don't know. Maybe it is a middleweight. Masvidal's fought at middleweight before. Has he? I thought not in the UFC. He hasn't. Are you sure? I'm nearly sure Masvidal's fought at lightweight. I he's, I know he has thought fought at lightweight, but I thought that was the whole thing because we're him and um, Bisping not going to go at it at one stage. Masvidal's one of these guys who's probably fought everywhere. Yeah. But uh, I think the majority of his career has been... I know it's been at welterweight and lightweight, but um, I'm just, I could have sworn that he was at one stage going, if he didn't, was going to, but uh, it doesn't It doesn't appear that he did. I thought that he did, uh, because I vaguely remember him and Bisping. Oh, he's probably saying he'd move up and take it. He's that sort of guy. Oh, he's a complete gangster, like. Yeah, but I just think Till will be, be too big, so... Yeah, I think that Till's probably too big, too slick with the left hand as well. Um, you know, he's he'll find a way to land it. Um, I think that the kicks of Till obviously tip the scales a bit in uh, in his favor. Masvidal has a couple of kicks in his pocket, but he's not a Muay Thai guy like Darren Till. Um, you know, he's just a, a more of a he's sort of a bit like an old school UFC guy. Like a brawler with a little bit of. I think he's good. I think he, I think he's good everywhere. He just lacks the offensive wrestling to give Till too yeah. much, and he's not. He's not big enough. Yeah, or explosive enough to to cause him issues. No, that's pretty much how I see it. If you agree or disagree, be sure to let us know. Um, Gunnar Nelson surprised by Leon Edwards' booking. Apparently, he pursued Darren Till for UFC London. I think that that was a that's an interesting matchup because at least we have that if someone gets injured 
Gunner and Till. Well, there's always some, you know, there's four guys who you could... It's probably part of the thinking. ...who you could interchange and get a decent main event out of yeah, I mean, any you of those even, combinations. Yeah, I mean, Leon Edwards and Masvidal will be a good fight. Darren Till and Leon Edwards would be a good fight. You know, there's... Till, Nelson. Yeah, any of them. Um, I personally favour Edwards against Nelson. I think he pieces him up. Um, and I think he's good enough wrestling to avoid a takedown. Uh, yeah, could do. I'd be interested to see Nelson. I'm glad that he's he's quick turnaround. It'd be interesting to see what he can do, sort of the welterweight division with more activity. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think Leon Edwards is a guy very much on the upswing. Has looked great. I think the only issue is that he's, which is rare because British fighters aren't necessarily known for their offensive wrestling. But he has a very good offensive wrestling game. Will he want to take Nelson to the ground, considering his Brazilian no, jiu-jitsu no, pedigree? No, but he'll be happy enough to piece him up and not let Nelson take him down. Do you think Leon Edwards' striking is that much better than Gunnar Nelson's, that he'll piece Dude, him did up? Did you see what he did to Cowboy? But was that because there no. was always the threat of the takedown? No. No, because... Whereas like, Nelson what? can fight without that, because if it goes I to the ground... I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the Edwards and Cerrone, you know... Edwards posed more danger on the feet, and yet Cerrone wasn't really able to to implement the takedown game. Where I would have favoured Cerrone's jiu-jitsu over Edwards' wrestling, and yet didn't go that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting fight. There's 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 questions there. Yeah, and and look, Nelson could if he gets if he gets Leon on down. If he does get him down, shit gets real interesting real fast. Yeah, like Nelson is so good. His jiu-jitsu is so, such a high level that the blink of an eye and one mistake from Edwards and it's over. And I guess yeah. that that in itself is, yes, there is there is danger, absolutely. I just think that if I have to, well, say if I have to give you, of course I do. Um, if I'm going to give you one answer, I think that Edwards wrestling is good enough to stave off Gunnar Nelson and I think his striking is good enough to piece up Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Um, Jiu-Jitsu ace Gordon Ryan says his ultimate goal is to be the best in MMA, and I'll be honest, I can see it. Pretty sure we talked about this last week. But did we? No, I think we. T- I think I you think and I talked about this. I don't think we talked about this in the podcast, did we? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, well there you go. we'll reiterate that. We'll reiterate that he very well is. could be. Yes. Um, you know, it's just scary thinking about him. Uh, on you know, with fucking strikes. Well. Depends how he takes it, but no, he's he's nogi though, and and the guys that come from a nogi background tend to fare slightly better than the guys that come from a gi background in terms of adapting jujitsu. Yeah, well, so. it's, when you're that good, it, it, you can sort of anybody who isn't an elite fighter, you just got to get close to them. Hence, uh, Dylan Dennis fighting Ben Man and. Bellator. Fuck yeah, we guy. definitely did talk about this last week in the podcast because yeah. I'm now rethinking that I will definitely have brought up Dylan Dennis. Yeah, probably. And I think I think I actually said he looked like a. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in at this point, this is not uh, this is not a drill, people. Yeah, deja vu all over again. <laughs> oh well. Um, it is time on that note for the Saints and Sinners.
We are back this week as the MMA gods have anointed us with the power to bestow, uh, well, saints. And we can, of course, cast people to the fiery pits of hell, to the fire and brimstone. We can put people into purgatory. Well, we have a whole host of power and responsibility with this. So let's get into it. Um, sinners. A lot of them. Well, it's not a lot of them this week. It's just a lot comparatively. More, yeah. Uh, um, saints. I'm going to get this ball uh, get this ball rolling. Uh, Paul Malignaghi, you're a sinner, my friend. Um, this actually made me really angry. He called out Conor McGregor for apparently sexually harassing him. And he's, he said, and, and I quote, the guy's gay, the guy's gay, and I don't have anything against that, but, like, I'm not gay, so don't come at me that way. Please, I have rights as a straight gay guy, as a straight guy. I have rights to tell you I don't want to go that way. Please leave me alone. Don't sexually harass me this way. Sounds pretty serious. Fucking hell. Like, I mean, how yeah. much of a fucking moron do you need to be to understand how many levels of fucked up what he's just said is? Yeah. You're just pretty retarded. Like, th- like, that's not... Like, I'm not gay, and that offends me. Like, in terms of the the, the implication of being gay, like in that way like it offends me greatly um it's just a funny a funny one that um oh by the way breaking news just just when we're nothing speaking about do, sexual harassment yeah nothing to do with mma no no but sexual well, it kind of is in terms of the, what we're talking about now it's just sexual harassment chris brown has been uh, arrested for allegedly raping someone now which seems odd because he seems like such a nice guy yeah, he's no violence towards women in his past or anything like that but you know it's people like ironically like this is why that what polly malignaghi said has pissed me off and it's because this belittles people who genuinely get sexually harassed. Like, really? You think Conor McGregor's sexually harassing you now? That's the level that you're you're sinking to? It's he's a what is that? A thirsty individual. He needs to go, and uh, Polly Malignaghi needs to get back in his fucking lane. I, ever think, I think the punishment here is that uh, it's not that we let him into MMA. No, he needs to go suck a big bag of dicks. It's that we just we don't even let him into MMA hell. He's not part of MMA. No. And we, and we don't really want him. He can go into boxing hell where he'll get bummed by all the previous boxing greats. <laughs> Muhammad <laughs> Ali's there. That's <laughs> quite the Jack punishment. Johnson's there. He'd Rocky get, Marciano's there. He'd get a Rocky Even, from Jack Johnson. He'd get a Rocky Marciano. Like, he fucking... Plane crash wounds and all. He'd fucking... Jeez. He was in a plane crash, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, well... <laughs> I love that you're like he was like not like he is well this raises some very deep theological questions about about the rein, like, rein, reincarnation bodies and, well, in the afterlife well, I, did I, Rocky Marciano maintain his horribly damaged <laughs> plane crash body <laughs> I like to think so well, for this instance because like Polly Malignaghi would have a lot less fun that way which is what I'm all about I hate his fucking stupid accent I hate I his stupid you've, you've beady also, eyes you've also inadvertently cast all the boxing greats to boxing hell no 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 no. <laughs> they're only there like on day release to on day release yeah, to hell to, for, yeah, I think no, I'd pass on that no no to, they're there to dole out punishment doesn't sound great punishment. no no dude if you're a professional boxer and you get the Wheel on someone again, just like old times. I thought you promised him a bumming. 
I, dude, I didn't. Uh, I, I like. I didn't say that. I didn't say that Muhammad Ali enjoyed that part of it. Like they get lured there under the guise get of lured. You, you get, it's look. You get to go down here once every couple of days and go just box people up. But uh, what they don't tell them is, and you also got to bomb them a little bit. You got to bomb them real quick. You got to give them a bombing real just quick. A, just a wee bit. Just of Just a wee bit of bombing. Like when you get a Polly Malik Nagy down there complaining about like getting sexually harassed, you got to sexually harass him. Wee bit of bombing. That is the answer to sexual harassment. I mean, like, what annoys me is this. I don't like it when people say this, you know, the guy's gay and I don't have anything against that. But like, well, it sounds like you're, you know, I'm not racist, but. But. You know, but what. (laughs) When there's always a but. But what. You know, Polly, you're being a dick. Like, I'm pretty confident Conor McGregor, especially given recent allegations, is not gay. We're gonna have we're gonna have to mention that um, there there are rumors circulating at the moment, um, and they are rumors is all they are that uh, well it's that Connor has been a very naughty boy. Similar allegations to the ones we just spoke about with Chris Brown, but at this stage it is just conjecture just and hearsay. hearsay. Um, but the rumors are heating up. We've we've actually been sent uh, images of him leaving a, like a really dodgy set of flats where he's rumored to have been collecting cocaine. That seems to be legit, though. Like that, there doesn't seem to be any dispute in regards to that. I can't think of what other reason he would have been, you know, coming out of a a very ropey, well known estate, um, in a very shanty flats, uh, you know, straight into his Range Rover hood up, you know. Think that we can we can we can sort of now conf- not confirm that he's on drugs, but the rumors about him being on coke, like this, all makes sense. But the some of the things that I mean, we read some really quite graphic text messages today about the extent of what he's been alleged of. Um, I don't particularly want to repeat it because I don't believe that without um, with, without proof, I wouldn't want to be so specific. Let's just say that they are. It is a sexual assault in nature, and we'll go no further than that, I believe, um, yes, because the the allegations are a little bit uh, raunchy. Let the police just deal with that one. Well, if it comes out, we will. We will. I'm sure be more than happy to share the screenshots of the things we've seen and whatever. But like, until it comes out as yes, he is guilty of this, or at least accused of this. I I, I do not feel it would be fair for us to to run his character down any further than just casually accusing him of drug abuse at this yeah. stage. Um, but uh, yeah, Polly, Polly Malignaghi, fuck you, man. Just fuck you. Because so ever since I've, I, I'll be honest with you, not the biggest boxing fan in the world. Didn't even know who he was until he sparred Connor. Really? Yeah. No, like that's Polly used to be good. Yeah, I know. Used to be a key word. But the thing is that since I've heard his name, it has only ever been in terms of things that fucking annoyed the piss out of me. With his fucking accent, just yapping all the time, complaining about the sparring footage. Like, it's just like, I just don't care. I don't think that he understands how irrelevant he is. Who is actually listening to what Polly Malignaghi has said there and being like, yeah, I agree with him? How much sway does he think he has that people give a shit what he has to say about Conor McGregor? It's the other way around. When yeah. Conor McGregor says something about Polly Malignaghi, people give a fuck. Whether we like it or not, or oh, agree with just, it or not, it's staying. But he's not staying in the limelight. Well, we're talking about him. Yeah, negatively. All press is good press. I don't know if that's true. This instance, not whenever you're going to get bummed by the boxing greats, <laughs> <laughs> boxed up and bummed. bummed what up. What do you think his actual issue is? Is he just that much of a press or 
No, I think he is genuinely fishing for a fight. How do you think that fight goes? I hate him on his beady little fucking eyes. I just looked at a picture <laughs> of him and it made me so angry. Look at this picture. That is a fucking human that needs fucking... Ah, oh, he looks like mini-me. He looks like mini-me. He looks like fucking mini-me. I don't know how... little fucking I don't eyes. know how a fight goes between them, nor do I care. I'll be honest, I think Connor fucks him up. I don't know. I do. I do. I think the Connor fucks him up. And I don't I don't say that lightly, because, like, I, I mean, well, I, I knew how the Floyd and the Connor fight would go, you know, like, but I just think that he does fuck him up. But granted, this comes from a guy who just two minutes ago told you I didn't even know who he was until this far. Yeah. But I am confident enough to make I this am, prediction. I am, because I, I've looked at his record since, and I, like, yes, he was a champ and all, but, like, you know, he wasn't an elite level boxer. He was a very good boxer, you know, and, and I think that I he's... I don't know. Well, and Aggie... He's a bit like Frampton. Won, but not, you know, didn't beat everybody. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you take that back, good sir. Why? Because that's Carl you're talking about. Oh, fuck not you as well. <laughs> like, it's bad enough in this country. Like, you know, it's like, look, I get it. He's a boxer. He's a pretty good boxer. You just won't support Sweet. The, the home team, man. That's absolutely not true. It's fucking tons of guys from here I support. It's just that. Carl Frampton is not one of them. And it's not that I don't not support him. I, I wish him all the best. I'm just tired of hearing him lauded as the best ever just because he comes from here. Could very well be the best ever from here. Dude. Barry McGuigan? He's, he's up there. He's not as good as Barry McGuigan. Come on. Me? I don't even know half the names of the people that, apart from Danny Garcia... Yeah, but you, by your own admission. Yes, I, I, I've i said this, but I'm, what I'm saying is that I, I just don't think that at this stage, uh, I mean, Polly must be nearly 40 now. Oh, yeah, like, I, I just don't care. It's so stupid. I just don't give a shit about this fight. I hope it doesn't happen. And, th- and people say, oh, well, you know, you'll still watch it. I think genuinely I probably wouldn't watch that one. Like, I honestly don't give a shit about a retired boxer fighting a semi-retired MMA fighter. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But like, I, I like the, at least with Floyd, there was the "Oh, is the best they ever do it" sort of conversation. And at the time, although he wasn't defending the titles, he did actually hold some. I'm sentencing Malik Nagy to long-term bombing from boxing greats um, in hell for an do we have that, punishment. Do we have the jurisdiction to to do that in boxing hell, dude? I made the rules up for this. Do whatever the fuck I want. He's getting bummed. By hook or by crook? By hook or by crook. If he doesn't want sexually harassed, he's going the wrong way about it. <laughs> true. He's going the wrong way about he's it. practically begging for it. But, um, yeah, no, fuck Polly Malignaghi. It just annoyed me. I, I don't care about you. I think that the fact that, you know, he's even relevant in the MMA world. You know, the fact that, it, that he's made himself remotely relevant in MMA pisses me off. It really does. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, have you got any saints or sinners? I have a saint. A saint? My goodness. Our good one news. and only saint this week. Okay. It's been a poor week for, for good deeds. But this gentleman has made up for that by carrying out a very good deed. One of your personal favourites, Honest Fabricio. Fabricio oh, Verdun. Oh, no. Um, just today, it's been... Is a, giving roids to third world countries or something? No, but he harnessed the power of his steroids 
<laughs> some sort of physical task here. It's a physical task in which he uh, apparently was on the beach in, in Torrance, California. Showing off them roid bobs. Just, yeah, you know, flexing right. and okay. whatnot, out for a nice day with his family on the beach. Okay. And uh, the music hit. The sun was setting. Right, okay. To which he sprung into action at the, the sound of the drums raced into the sea alongside another lifeguard and rescued, uh, I believe there was two teenagers. Don't get the fuck out of here, did he? Yeah. Rescued two Went teenagers proper Baywatch. Trying. Yeah. My God. In his own words. In his own words. Oh, his own words to yeah. the press. In his own words, I, <laughs> I lifted the orange fluty thing. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. And ran out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell was he doing with it if he didn't know what it was, the orange fluty thing? Look, mate, what is that like i know what it is the picture but like what is it like do you is it like an like a i think it's literally a float like so just so that like, so you strap it on to you so that if you like get like yeah no i think it's if you swim out with it and like say you're drowning i swim out to you and you're struggling then i can give you it to hold on to give you some extra buoyancy right okay well that kind of that does make sense as to something, but like I could be completely wrong. That's just my. <laughs> it's like it's actually completely the yeah. opposite. In fact, if you hold on to it, it pulls you underneath. Yeah, and sharks are notoriously attracted to them. Mm, well, so sharks tell me more off the coast of California. That's that'll be some dangerous waters. And Fabrizio, that, is that not a thing? What sharks off the coast of California? I know that they have them off the coast of. Uh, oh yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Those are dangerous waters. So. Yeah, yeah. You're jumping into? Um, not, not for Fabrizio. Not for Fabrizio, when you're literally sweating shark testosterone. I like to think that like the, the sharks say like what we do, but kangaroo, maybe they're like eating that for doom meat. Eating that you know, for doom meat, yeah. buff shark. <laughs> yeah, at Fabrizio, and I'm jacked. I like to picture him like, uh, like uh, you don't mess with the Zohan, like the boat you swimming after yeah. the, the jet ski, just blinding yeah. in and out of the water. So what do you what what are you telling me? He's he's saved the life of an unconscious teenager. Apparently so. Well, I think that's as much as we have had issues with some of the. I just have an issue with the smile. Yeah, I hate the face. I hate the face. Well, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. You you can't give the man a sainthood despite saving a drowning teen. Dude, I don't think you're, under, like you're underestimating how much I hate his face. There's a video of him here. God, dragging. Does it have his face in it, though? Well, it's from a, a suitable distance that you it, can't really make out his face. As long as I can't, because I, I like to think that he's fucking, or don't like to think, I should say, in this instance, that he's pulling that smile as he's hauling a body out of the water. Of course, I'm in jest. I, I do, like, what an incredible thing to do. It's just a shame that this the ocean didn't decide to take Fabrizio instead. I'm just glad that there was no other UFC fighters swimming, you know, just around him because they probably would have got a contact high from the water. Yeah, it's like you saw the test thing. Like, I was, yeah. look, I was, I was in swimming the swim, near for swimming close to Fabrizio. I was in the swell day. and the wave just brought that, that Austrian Good down. Good for him. And, Balls of steel. Yep. So. I wouldn't be doing it, that's for sure. Um, nah. Unless it was like really calm out <laughs> <laughs> unless the conditions were just right yeah um, that's it, no. it's impressive um, so yes worthy of sainthood for this week temporary but okay I'll grant it I'll allow it um, I think that we're going to have to make Mr. Greg Hardy a sinner um, I think he knew on some level he was told like he would have been told two hours before that by the referee 
that was overseeing his fight. He has also had three professional fights before this and a few amateur fights. I never had this problem suspiciously. Yeah. I'm not saying that he that he didn't get caught up in the moment and I'm not saying that an experience didn't play a factor. I'm just saying that regardless of that, he's still done fucked up, boy. Yeah. I think he needs a short yeah. spell in purgatory. I'm not going to cast him to hell for this. Yeah, at worst, he should... Uh, as much as I'd like to, give maybe him write, hysteria. Maybe spend some time purgatory. Write some lines. I must not need a downed opponent in the head. Absolutely. And 1,000 times. He might get it, though. Yeah. He might do. Um, do you have any other sinners or saints or the likes before we wrap up? Uh, yes, I have another sinner. Um, we've spoken about it briefly before, but I'm awarding this man the patron sainthood, an ironic sainthood of delusion. Okay. And that is for a certain TJ yeah, Dillashaw. Yeah, he's going to be, wasn't it? Yeah, who just uh, is a just been a pretty bad, sore loser about this whole situation. Mm. Um, you took a big gamble. And yeah, fucked it up. And that's all there really is to it, buddy. He needs to shut the fuck up, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, not every swing's a home run. He thought, you know, he took a wee, took a swing of greatness. Cheeky gamble. Took a swing of greatness and he missed. So you got to go back up. You got to defend that title against people who are next in line. You got to regroup. You got to get shit back together. You got to get stupid ideas of cutting down to 125 pounds out of your head because... Dude, did you see the picture of him cutting weight in the treadmill? Oh, it looked horrible. Oh, it's disgusting. It looked you, like fucking AIDS victim. I felt like I could see every vein in his head. They're just, they look gross. There was, Bottom line, there was gross. gross yeah. I actually, I'm slapping an, an extra sin yeah, on the list. For, he just, looked so gross. Just for looking so gross. Um, um, he looked like he looked like an actual snake. Yeah, not far off. Which works well. He must he have been so, snake. so dehydrated that his skin would have felt skilly to touch. Apparently his penis shriveled up and fell off. He doesn't have one anymore now. It's verified fact. Yeah, well, that's dude. It's as good as as good as verified. Like I saw, I think I saw Ariel Helwani tweeting about it earlier on. Fact. Hashtag TJ Delso's penis fell off. Very accurate hashtag. Well, it was very specific, but you got to be got to get them keywords in. Got to yep. get them keywords in. So that pretty much wraps up the UFC talk. Um, there's a couple of things that we're just going to quickly talk about now. One. Jake Hager, who uh, many of you may know better as Jack Swagger, I believe. Uh, what a ridiculous name. What, Jake Hager? No. Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's a wrestling name. I expect him to have ridiculous names. Should he have just kept that? Jake Hager? No, Jack, Jack Swagger, Swagger. A la CM Punk. You well, know, what's he going to be, know, Jake Jack Swagger Hager? No, but they didn't announce. Did they announce? Yeah, he's CM Punk. Yeah, but they didn't announce him as Phil CM Punk Brooks. No, he was just CM Punk. That's what he kept CM Punk. But yeah. that's what I mean. Should he not have just have oh, kept yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack but, Swagger? Yeah, yeah. Not no, as I an think so. Just like, I think so. He's the, it's the brand. Yeah. But the WWE might be funny about it because this is the thing. True, they could have copyright on and that. And I believe that um, CM Punk like was adamant when he got his contracts with them. He was like, you can get fucked if you think that you're taking CM Punk. It's mine. I've had it forever. Fuck you. Yeah. So like, I think there might be maybe ground there, but... Uh, He's saying that uh, his hands are better than Brock Lesnar's. It could be true. Yeah, very it well. could, could be. be I'm true. just curious. We, like, we, he's fighting this Saturday, so we will we will find out. Although, in fairness, I think he is fighting uh, the local server from Dunkin' Donuts. 
Uh, yeah, or is that exa- is it literally a do not worker? It wouldn't surprise me. I know that the, there's probably an element of sarcasm there, but it, they've got the guy will have some kind of job like that. Yeah, oh, I don't know if he actually works on Dunkin' Donuts, but I'm just saying it'll be someone of that caliber. It will. Um, it, bet the house. Oh, absolutely. Bet the house. Um, Although you'll probably get terrible, he's terrible six, odds. Seven and he's a fifty-five, like at a high level amateur wrestler, yeah. like. He could be a absolute killer. Killer. I think he's maybe a bit too old to get into it, to be a long-term killer. Say? I think he's in his late thirties. Let's have a look. If he's sub, if he's less if he's than sub thirty-five, 35 he's, he's 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 probably good here. Nineteen eighty, he's thirty-six. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably a little bit too long in the tooth to make a legitimate run but th- that's dependent on how like he, he, has he been doing this uh, as he trained who for knows a long I, time i, I, this, I had not know? i had not heard of any interest in this i knew from a bit of research that he was a very high level amateur wrestler yeah um i don't know how he had long the most pins in uh, in his weight class in the university he's the, he holds a single season record for most pins in the 130 kilogram weight class it's a big boy. That's a fucking huge boy. 285 pounds. Well, time will tell. He, he could be a force, but... 2006 collegiate All-American. Yeah. Mixed martial arts career. But it, it's, it's that thing as well. It's you know, Obviously, he will still be an excellent wrestler, but I don't know how long he's been with the WWE. Has he really been training wrestling that long? Or not obviously that long, but I mean that consistently while working for the WWE. Mm. We yeah. were talking. We were talking about this the other day, like how quickly it would take you to, you know, lose that sharpness. We were talking about it in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu sense that if yep. you were rolling, you know, five times a week or four times a week, something like that, and then you took th- three months, four months, five months what off, way would it affect you? Yeah, how would you come back, and how quickly would you be able to get back up to that level? So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I know I, I say this all the time, but I just don't think that you'll see what you need to see from no, no, that he, matchup. He'll come out. I would imagine take this guy down and TKO him, TKO him quickly, pretty quick. Yeah, I think this is uh, a showcase fight, if ever there was one. Yeah, um, I don't even know the name of the guys fighting. J W Kaiser, who is wait for it, six foot and two hundred and twenty pounds. So they find a big heavyweight for him then. And what's his fighting record? Oh one and oh. Nice. Well, I mean, that's right though. Do you know what I mean? One and oh and oh or oh and one and oh, you know, against the guys oh oh and oh. That's that's about right. It makes sense, but when it's yeah, special you're circum- trying to build a yeah, hype, special yeah. circumstances you can't have them really fighting complete well, actually you know what? No, for this one, yes, I'll allow it for this. The next one. The next one. Be. If he comes out and blasts through this guy, the next guy's gonna have to be two and one three or and one, or three or and four one. and yeah. one, you know, yeah, something like I that. Agree. Or have the record of say someone like an Aaron Pico, who is the co main event at Bellator this oh, week. Oh, I am excited he for this. He is four one and oh fighting Henry Corrales, uh who's sixteen three and oh. Uh, we were talking about this earlier on when we were walking back from training and Henry Corrales can fucking crack. He can. This is the this is probably the toughest fight Aaron Pico's had yet. Um, oh, absolutely. I favor Pico because I just think he is that fucking good. Uh, yeah, I just can't pick against them. I think. <laughs> I think the loss in his first fight is probably the best thing which could happen to him. How much do you want to see him in Holloway? Not now. No, no. But well, I don't know. I'd watch. 
He could be. Dude's 22. I know. Jeez. I know. He has so much time. He's not even fully developed, like, physically yet. He has another three to five years before he is at his damnedest physically, which is scary. Although it does pose the question, will he inevitably have to go to lightweight? Probably down the line, I would imagine. Um, he's an absolute monster, and he rips that left hook oh, with a body. Oh, those like, body shots. Like no one. Um, Apparently, uh, TJ Dillstrom said that he just finds a way to land it in training just every time. He lands it every time, every single time. I think I think he's the future of MMA. certainly of featherweight and possibly lightweight. He MMA. could go down as the goat. Henry uh, Corrales is a great fighter. Don't get me wrong, and this is absolutely the level I would expect Pico to be fighting at now. Um, yep. I just don't think Corrales has enough for him. That's a, it's a tough one because I mean he's you know, he's, he's way like infinitely more experienced. Was he like 20, 16, 20 plus fights? Yeah, yeah. So in and around that. You know, he's he's just he's just not built enough of a, a name yet, or, or sorry, beaten enough of a name yet. Um, I, li- I like impressive, but I like the the standard at which Bellator are bringing him along. along. You see, that's what the UFC need to do better. We've talked about this before, but this is what the UFC need to do better with their talent. Like you know, guys like um, what do you call me just left for one. Um, Looks like fucking Guile from Street Fighter. Uh, Sage, Sage Northcutt. Yeah. You know, the guys like him, guys like Mickey Gall, even CM Punk. Like, I know that, like, he was never going to be a long-term prospect. Um, he Well, he's not a good example because he did get the fights that he probably should have got. Maybe not Mickey Gall, to be fair. Probably should have got Mike Jackson first. Yeah, a, yeah. And then get handed someone like Gall. But anyway... um. You know, they, they need to take a more of a, a, an approach that Bellator have. Bellator seem to understand that they get them for a long time if you play it this way. You know, you get you get to slowly build the, the it, hype. It's and nearly the like how boxing do it, but not quite to the level. You know, where yeah, they're not a lot of boxers like are, cans. are handed cans till they're tw- like 25 and 0. Yeah, you know, something like that, whereas... They're bringing Pico on at the the right pace. Uh, like Henry Corrales is a pushover for no one. No, no, and he can fucking crack his left hook. Um, is it's up there. He's got dynamite in his hands. He's six finishes by knockout, six finishes by submission. He's well rounded. You know, Pico obviously he's got that wrestling background. Uh, great boxer. I favor Pico. Um, but this fight could go either way. I'm heavily favoring Pico. I think he runs through him and looks. It'll look better every time. He fights. Yes, especially this young. You yeah. know, for the next four or five years, you should see him like each fight look noticeably better. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're, they're building towards a Pitbull fight for Pico. Has to be. Which one, though? Uh, Patricio. Yeah, only one of them's a featherweight, isn't there? I think it's Patricio's yeah. a featherweight. Yeah, who ironically, um, Kralas is lost to. Yeah. Kralas loses to. It's hard to say they're elite featherweights because I think that's the division they're which is... They're Bellator elite. I'd be interested to see how uh, Patricio Pitbull would do in the UFC. You've got to imagine he'd be in the top 10. Yeah, who have, you know, so he's in no way a slouch at all. Um, You know, I really like Bellator and how they're developing the brand and how they're going. I suppose that's the one thing and it's always the frustration, I suppose, like when Pride was at its best is that you want to see them fight each other. Oh, yeah. And it would be, you know, 
it'd be a shame if you never got the best to fight the best. And I think currently the best featherweights are obviously in the UFC. True. Um, but there's still plenty of time for Pico. Like we just said, he's 22, you know, in five years when his contract's up, blah, 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 blah. We'll see. But if I was Bellator, I'd, uh, in five years or however long, or however many fights, I'd be handing him a blank piece of paper going, uh, write a number on that and we'll pay you. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're going to have to do because if they don't, they'll lose him to one or the UFC. I think he'll only go to the UFC. I think he's the big deal. He is. And do you know what the upsetting thing is for Per Bellator is that they could be the odd man out in three, five years' time. You know, Pico could go then everything and give them nothing. It'll be people like that who make or break new Bellator. Yeah, if they decide to stay. Yeah, because guys be a, like that that'll will be push. a big coup keeping guys like that. But if if they literally bring the brand along, but think about this too. And they're, they're up and coming stars, then jump ship, especially to the UFC. But think about this though. Think of like you know you're right because what we need is it or what they would need is a trend like so. Aaron Pico, you know, let's say he gets the eleven or twelve one and zero right. One of the UFC featherweights like Brian Ortega, their contracts up and they're going. I'm gonna go fucking smash that boy. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a scalp to go thing, to go and thing, go and the take down the poster boy. Bellator will forever remain number two. If like their signings have been good, but their guys the UFC weren't too keen on keeping. Or guys, the problem that, is that they Bellator will make on. the jump when Bellator get a guy who the UFC desperately want to keep. Yeah, and that'll be the big one. But the UFC are quite good at keeping guys if they desperately want to keep them. Because they're yeah. constantly refreshing the contracts, constantly signing new deals. Someone like Pico jumping ship to the UFC would just literally reinforce the status quo. It would. Um, speaking of reinforcing the status quo, uh, Federal Milianenko, supposedly one of the greatest of all times. Supposedly? Uh, Come on, man. Give him his juice. Well, he might not be if he gets sparked by Bader. How would he not? Uh, Even getting to the final. I just love trolling you with this. I don't know enough about his pride record. His suspect, smelly <laughs> pride record, which I'm still not convinced is legit, whether you like it or not. Um, I just think that they're, they're, they're look. He's just it's I the love pride F- record. Man. I love Fedor, but um, Bader's putting him out in the first round. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet, f- ferocious. It's going to be fucking sweet. Um, Ryan Bader best fighter possibly outside of the UFC yeah what happened that he just got it together because he would like he didn't have a great time in the UFC he had a good record he had a really good record he had a good record for, but he had it came off a series of losses at one stage he went in a bad run I thought I don't think so. I don't think he ever really. Well, I know he lost. One. He lost to John Jones, but, uh, but everyone loses like, to John Jones. Yeah, but that was like literal two thousand nine or something or ten, like proper donkeys ago. Uh, in the UFC, no, left the UFC in a two lost fight. Lost to Glover and He lost Johnson. to Rumble Johnson, which yeah, is a bad which, uh, one. Yeah, well, it's a bad one, but everyone like, kind of lost, lost Anthony lost Johnson. to Glover six years ago. I want to want to see Johnson Jones so badly. It's never going to happen. It should have. It should have happened, but. We'll, uh, Do you think well, Johnson we, would have beaten Jones? No. Not really? Not at all. Really? Yeah, really. I think... and <laughs> I hope I never bump into him. But I think Johnson's a quitter. I think... Weak mind. Yeah, you're, you're basing that off the DC fights. Yeah, yeah. I am. No, yeah. no, I'm not just basing that off the DC fights. Belfort, Koscheck, and there might be another one. Where he's Koscheck just... was in 2009 and Belfort was in 2012. 
Uh, oh no, I'm not like how long ago is irrelevant. That's it, not really like as no, in, no, 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 no. It's the mindset. He lost all those. Clemente. He lost all those fights the same way. He quit. Yeah, he choked out. I uh, the, no, and the DC ones are absolutely damning. Was it the first one? Where, the second one in particular. The second one was bad. No, but I think the first one had Henry Hooft. You know when they used to do that, you know, corner cam. Yeah. Or whatever. What DC's just taken his back, and before he's even got the choke, is Henry Hooft or whoever his corner was. I think the, the Black Zillions at the time were screaming, "Don't quit! Do not quit! Do not quit! You're going! Don't quit! Don't quit!" If your corner's screaming that at you, they know you're a quitter. Don't like Rumble is. I don't like using the term bully because that has a negative connotation. But see if Rumble can't spark you out. But that's his game. I can think of tons of guys. Like I just, that. I just don't think he has the mentality to beat someone like John Jones. I think John Jones knows what's coming, knows what the threat would have been, and would have negated it. Would have taken him down, smashed him, would have subbed him. His wrestling's pretty good too, though. Rumble, mm-hmm. yeah, but he also gases. True, true. He's I just, I, 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 it, w- it would have been intriguing because it would have been that thing. It's the same thing when Rumble fought DC, even the second time. What if he catches him? It's, it's like the Connor argument, but like legitimate. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. if Rumble catches you, you're fucked, which is a hundred percent true. Yeah, that's no, accurate. Um, I just think John Jones' fight IQ next level would have taken him down. Would have. Would have I want to see John there. Jones get beaten so badly. Like I want it. I want it so bad. I just don't think it's happening. A light heavyweight. Consider doing it himself. Just bringing a gun. That's murder. No, no, just like shoot him in the leg or something, then choke him out. You'd probably still beat me with a, like a shot leg. That's just depressing <laughs> about it. Yeah, be- I don't know. I mean, he, like, I do have one white stripe on my belt now. Like, that's true. He doesn't know what he's he fucking with. He has no clue how dangerous I am. Yeah, I'll but, I'll get him in a in a gee related choke so quickly. But yeah, so going back to Bader, it's animal. He is an animal, and he has got it all together since going to the Bellator. I think they've because of they've given him the freedom to. To take fights at light heavyweight and heavyweight. Um, Do you think it's also not having to cut weight? Could be. Could be. Well, he fought... Uh, he fought Phil Davis and Linton Vassell at light heavyweight and looked great as well. Is uh, Phil Davis that much of a scalp? Yes. Phil Davis is... is Linton Vassell is great. Oh, Phil Davis is infinitely better than Linton Vassell. You think? Yeah. Did they not just fight like a year ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan Bader's beat him twice. Forgot they fought in UFC as well. Yes, once a decision. Like, Are they both decisions? Like, uh, other than uh, Nemkov, Phil Davis doesn't really lose to guys who aren't champs or elite. Your man Nemkov looks like he could be a killer, though, in fairness as well. He's on the way up. Yeah. He's only 26, so, I mean, time could make that loss look better. He's a large gentleman. He is a large gentleman. Um, but Phil Davis is, is one of the most athletic human beings I think has ever been involved in MMA. Yeah, he's a beast. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, Ryan Bader to me, I would, like, there's a great story both ways with this. I like, I really like both fighters. I don't think I'll be actively rooting for anybody in this. Um, but, I mean, the story of Fedor wins 
the fact that he was, you know, consensus the greatest of all time. Then, then he wins a, a heavyweight Grand Prix. Then he wins a heavyweight Grand Prix. You know, he'll have done it in several different eras. Yeah. Is phenomenal. Like, I think you, that flings him right back into the conversation. Well, he's still in the conversation, but it just adds more weight to his claim. Ryan Bader, guy who the UFC didn't really get behind, but he had a good record, went away and became a dual champion in Bellator. Does Emilio Nico retire? Uh, I would hope so. I can't really imagine. The only other fight I'd be up for seeing is Crew Cup again. That would be a nice one to go out with. For both? Yeah, for both. Um, But, you know, if he goes out and gets sparked. you're making me want Fedor to win, keep the belt, and then fight. Fuck me, a crew cop for the belt. For the belt and a retirement match. Next New Year's Eve. Oh, <laughs> oh get you, but just but like both just to the tits. Oh, yeah, just let them just on let, whatever. Just whatever the fuck you want, just take it. But uh, All of it. What 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 do you want? All of it. What yeah. steroids are you on? Just all all of, them. of them. All of them. Just take them all. Anything ending in ball. Yeah, but and vice versa. Like I was saying, Ryan Bader has a great story as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, he does. And he's just... He's just a great dude. He seems to be he is. every bit as good a person as he is a fighter. Yeah. He's a big farming boy. He is. He's like a light heavy. Is his middle is his middle name? I'm on his Wikipedia. Really Dewayne? Wayne? Do Wayne? Like D U W A Y N E. Oh no, it'd be Dewayne. Like Dewayne. Dewayne. Like D E, like Dewayne. Still. That's horrendous. Dewayne. Is it like, is it supposed to be double-barreled? Dwayne Bader? Like Ryan Dwayne Bader? I don't know. That's pretty terrible. Did you know that Jorge Masvidal is both Cuban and Peruvian in ethnicity? One parent in each camp. Must be. But, uh, no, really looking forward to this. Uh, Love the Grand Prix in general. Um, it's a good wrap up for it waiting for the welterweight one to pick up some steam again but I think it starts kicking off fairly soon I'm pretty sure that this is actually what we called right at the beginning Bader as the final like Bader and Fedor I don't think Fedor would get to the final I'm pretty, I, I thought Bader would I think the only person that we thought would challenge Fedor might have been Chael on that side of the bracket hmm I thought Frank Mir had a better shot. Oh, yeah. He was out early days, though. Yeah. He needs to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely seems that way. I thought him with the looser drug testing. Mm, bit of the kangaroo meat. In fairness, he came back looking in great, great shape. Funny that. Yeah. Odd that, isn't it? Um, but just hasn't been able to put it together. I thought the biggest disappointment of the heavyweight Grand Prix, however, was Matt Mitrione. Oh, 100%. thought this was his time to finally finally break out from that. It's Bader, dude. Yeah. But Bader beat him in a way which I didn't think he would. Just like complete... Like it was embarrassingly dominant. It's wrestling. It's true. It is it's the greatest of all. Gas tank and wrestling. Still... To me, the you know, the best base you can have. You need you need to have offensive wrestling and defensive BJJ. Yeah, you know if you've got if you've got offensive wrestling for the takedowns and you have Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for the subs, you're gonna fucking mark people. 
you got to mark them. I think wrestling allows you to control slightly better. I'm going to put a poll up on our Facebook right now about Fedor and Bader. Do it. And just see what the people think. Well, of course, because it is, after all, time to wrap up, we would have to tell you where our Facebook is, and that is www.facebook.com forward slash MMA. You can, of course, get in touch on the Twitters at MMA. You can follow us on Instagram at Paluka Media or at Paluka Jitsu. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you check out palookamedia.com. We have our apparel line there for those who are passionate about combat sports. It really helps us out and helps to keep uh, us bringing you this content every week. We also do have a Patreon. Uh, it's www.patreon.com forward slash superadmma. And again, like uh, the biggest thing that you can do, and it costs you nothing, is to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, share... Uh, tag anything that will get your mma loving friends listening and uh, we really hope you enjoyed it uh, as per usual this podcast is not safe for work so i would try your best not to play it to your mother maybe for instance god we waited literally till the end through that warning out well no it's the warning for next week is it, can, can, just in it's case they never got it. going to be yes, safe no never ironically i think the first ever podcasts we did were safe for work they were but they weren't fun and we didn't get lessons. <laughs> yeah, we got okay lessons. They just weren't. Yeah, they weren't fun. Yeah, but not like now. It's true. Nothing like now. Not like nothing like the the fine fans we have now. And um, as always, that we are always interested in discussing, debating, uh, any kind of MMA related conversation that you wish. Uh, you can get in touch with us for it. Uh, if there's something you want us to talk about on air, we're more than happy to do it. Or if there's something you want to take us to task on, please do. So. Uh, that's it for me. Have you anything else to add, Mel? No. Live long and prosper. Uh, I, well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Peace.